Welcome to the Latte and Foam podcast, hosted by Kayla and Yana, owners of Lovely Ink Otome Games, helping you to fall in love your way. To support our vision for a more interactive and customizable experience with Otome Games, check out our Ko-Fi account at www.ko-fi.com slash lovelyink underscore Otome. That's ko-fi.com slash L-O-V-E-L-Y I-N-C underscore O-T-O-M-E ko-fi.com forward slash lovelyink underscore Otome. This podcast was originally recorded in video format on YouTube. Visit youtube.com forward slash at latte and foam or check the show notes for a direct link to get the video experience. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. It's Latte and Foam. I'm Yana, and that's Kayla. Um, we're definitely split screen right now. We're in two separate locations, just like our last video. Anyway, today we have a special installment for you as we've been waiting to do this video for like basically a year. We've been telling you guys that we're going to post this, and I'm so sorry, literally a year. So now we're being truthers, and yes, we are going to talk about our favorite game ever, Dreamy Days in West Tokyo. We're going to give you a boy rank. We're going to also talk about the setting, the plot all that good stuff so buckle up and if you have not played the game go download any route you want to it's on love365 it's a great price i love the game yes people always ask me about this because i posted a boy rank of dreamy days i think it was my first boy rank i did like forever ago when i was just doing this on my own and everyone still goes to that video and comments like this app doesn't exist anymore where can i find it look up love365 and it's in there if you go it's kind of a difficult app to navigate but if you go to like the genres it's going to be under school life and it's dreamy days in west tokyo but yes like she was saying spoilers ahead (laughs) heavy spoilers (laughs) ahead um we this is a podcast style so we're not going to do like anything quick we're going to be getting fully into our thoughts because we have so many thoughts we both read this game like countless times i couldn't even tell you how many times <laughs> i've played dreamy days i've replayed the prologue a bunch of times all the routes a bunch of times season twos ten years later specials same with yana yeah it's definitely my comfort game i like when i'm having a bad day i'll just pull up a special when i am just bored i'll play it if i want to go to sleep i'll play it the music everything i love the game there's so many things that i can say about this game so we'll just start with just discussing what the plot is <laughs> Basically what happens is you grew up in this town, Kichijoji, West Tokyo, um, and you had a group of friends. Your friends' names are Haru, Ichigo, Ryu, Take, and Rihito. I think I said Rihito. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. There's five friends. <laughs> and yeah. um, you also... <laughs> yeah. And then there is another love interest that comes later, but um, I'll explain that part after. Anyway... When you were about seven, I think you were going into like basically what would be first grade, your parents get a job and you move. And obviously don't tell you where you move. That's like not a problem, but we'll get into that after anyway. So 10 years have now passed. You're now um, 16. It's technically, I think, no, you're almost 17. So you're in your second year of high school and um, you come back and you move in with Joji, who's an old friend as well. And you decide to go back and you run into in the town all of your old best friends, Richie, who you thought was a girl. Um, <laughs> you run into Haru, Ichigo, Ryu, and Take all over again. And you find out they're going to go to school with all of them, other than Richie, because he goes to a private school. And basically, all the memories come flooding back to your childhood. And one of 
of these lovely boys are your first ever love. And that's basically the sped up version of what the prologue is and what the premise of the game is, is that you're coming back to a town after 10 years and are those feelings the same of your first love? So yeah. Yes, and I'm going to play the video in post right now so you guys can get a little um, snippet of it. So yeah, we'll play that right now. One thing I do want to say, um, two points just generally. One, I love the localized title, Dreamy Days in West Tokyo. Um, I can't remember the exact title in Japanese, but I like that they decided to change Kichijoji to West Tokyo, even though that's not like a direct translation of that word. It's just a city that is in West Tokyo. So I like the way it sounds. I feel like it works really well for an English speaking audience. And then two, I really love the music. Me and Jan both listen to the music in this game all the time. We're going to overlay it in the background so you can just kind of <laughs> vibe with it. It never gets old. It never gets annoying. It's very relaxing. I'll like listen to it when I take a bath. Um, love that. But yeah, as far as like she just pretty much gave the plot, like that's, that's it. It's a pretty simple plot. It's like a 10 years later. You're going to get lots of flashbacks with you and the kids um, when they're younger and then seeing them now and just kind of who they've become and surprise you. And Joji is um, a pin pal of your mom. And so she basically says you can live with him. And he owns a restaurant called Black Ship. And Black Ship is where all of the boys in town meet up because it's like this one main shopping street. And that's how it is in real Kichijoji too. There's like a main street. We actually have backgrounds of it and we have some scenes in it in Manager's Route in our game Evermore. So definitely check that out. We'll kind of show you a comparison of like how our artist did it and then how Voltage's artist did it. But each of them own shops on this one street. Ryuzo owns, um, his dad owns a vegetable shop that he works at. Haru's parents own a flower shop that he works at. Take owns a bathhouse, or his grandmother owns a bathhouse that he works at. Ichigo's dad owns a bakery that he works at. And then obviously Joji owns Black Ship, which is like a cafe. They have coffee, hot cocoa, and then just some meals, like family restaurant kind of meals, like spaghetti and stuff like that. And you live on the second floor of Black Ship. Yeah, and did you say, yeah, Richie has, like, his parents do, like, oh, his mom, he lives just with I his mom. Richie. And she, yeah, she runs piano lessons, and so she has a piano shop downstairs. When it starts out, Richie's fatherless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, also, Richie is Rahito. We, like, we didn't explain that, but that's, like, his little nickname. It's actually not his nickname in the Japanese version, I believe. They just call him, like, Richan or something like that. Um, but I they like say they call Richie. Him Richie. I, I love it. Like I went back and played the um, Japanese version for a little bit and I was like, I just can't get into it because I'm so obsessed with like the way they localized it. Like this is a, a really good job. I really do like the way they localize it. I also liked and they, I don't think they do it in the Love 360. No, yeah, they do. And I liked it in the original app. They actually show you the map of like where you are living yes. and stuff. So a place that they all played at when they were younger, it's actually really prevalent in everybody's route is um, the Octopus Park where there's this like octopus slide. Um, I liked that. You can kind of see where it is from school to where everybody hangs out. So I really thought that was a super cute element because that's just kind of puts you kind of more into it. Um, 
I like Joji, who you live with, is your mom's pen pal, which doesn't come up in, like enough as it should have, but we'll get into that like once we get into his boy rank. That's one thing I want to say about the overall plot is they don't get into enough as they should have like almost ever about the general plot. No, um, they, they just kind of say like a mom's friend. Let me come back here. It doesn't really say why you wanted to come back here. Why did you want to move away you from? Were. Yeah, where you were in the first place. Um, you <laughs> find out that it's probably the UK based on something that happens in Joji's route because um, that's where they their her parents are still. So it, but it's unknown. You don't know what her parents do. They could be travelers and they're just always going everywhere. So that could have not even been where she was. She could have been in Japan still. But that whole thing is a plot hole that me and Jan ignored for many, many years until I we started making out. Yeah. <laughs> but we only first talked about it like when we made our company, basically. We were like, actually, this is a plot hole. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because I think, I do remember, I think, and even Ichigo's kind of like later in seasons, um, that they mentioned that they're in UK. And also, we're just going to break down Boy Rank by the first season, not the all of them, just to be transparent. But yeah. But we'll still chat about the other stuff after but yeah that was something that you and i had talked about what kind of as we got more nitty-gritty into looking at snow kiss evermore and stuff when we're thinking about plot holes and obviously we're not perfect but um one of the comments that i would always make and i'm like why couldn't her if her mom could be a pen pal to joji like why couldn't she keep in touch with her other friends and like i don't understand why she couldn't just call them like there's so many things that just were very bluntly missed but i ignored when i first like when i played i still ignore it as like oh but i just love them and it's like this epic thing where you come back 10 years later and it seems so great but when you ask questions like well why didn't you write them like all of those things there's some other plot holes too that like and each individual route that i didn't like is that how certain things play out so like her first love changes based on whoever the route is on but it definitely negates things that don't make sense and that's something that we complain that ultimate does all the time it negates it i don't like it so yeah i don't like that they kind of just ignore all that stuff yeah and it's hard because it is like a 10 years later kind of situation so it's like that can obviously change they or it, i shouldn't say it's hard it's easier because they could have made it been one particular person that she was in love with back then but it's now 10 years later so she's open to fall in love with anybody else it'd be harder if it were a more recent scenario um because obviously who you're in love with wouldn't change but yeah so they could have done that a lot better and this is actually a perfect segue into our sponsor for this podcast lovely ink <laughs> Ko-Fi account. <laughs> so yes. we actually, Dreamy Days is what inspired us to write Snow Kissed Romance. As you may be able to pick up on, there are some similar themes in the fact that you have friends, except they all move away, a friend group when you were younger, and then later you all meet up, obviously, at the snow resort, the ski resort, sorry. And um, there were plot holes that we kept with that in that that we like didn't really explain why I shouldn't keep in contact and everything like that. So it's been our mission since we wrote that so long ago when we were very young and new writers. We have so many ideas to revamp this and we are going to revamp it completely. We're going to upgrade the story, the art, the music, everything about Snow Kissed Romance. And if you would like to help support us in doing so and make it hit the market quicker, we're going to are going to be developing it for console um, as well as it will be available on mobile and steam but yeah it is a lot more expensive since we have a lot of things we're planning to add into it check out our ko-fi for more details and yeah buy us a coffee if you have the means to and you feel like it 
yeah and also if you also feel like you don't want to just buy us a coffee or you want to support in a different way definitely go check out all of our evermore specials if you haven't bought them and evermore route all of that awesome stuff share like all of our posts because we love all the support that we get so yeah that's our plug for now (laughs) yes thank you back to the video yes but kind of what you were saying like back to like the paul like she could obviously later on fall in love with somebody else but what i think got me was that like she would like promise or say like he was the first person I ever said I love you or we said we were going to get married when we got older and it's not that it's impossible as a kid when you're a child to say all of these things but the way that they kind of you know put these memories in is that it's a very significant thing to her and that's what triggers the like I'm still like this is the person that I was first ever in love with or we always said we were going to get married and it's like if you said that in Ichigo's and then you also said it in Haru's but then you said it in Ryu's it kind of muddies it and takes away from it like all of the flashbacks are taking place in the same timeline so it's like were you just being a little whore (laughs) or like (laughs) this is just the universes don't match up i would say even like with what we did with snow kiss when we did produce it years ago we did still keep it the same simultaneously of how things happen in the flashback yeah i think that's an important piece to how we've always done everything when you play evermore and stuff how i view otome games in general how i've would like them to be in something that I again hate to like you know poop on ultimate but I don't like when certain events change because it cheapens characters a character can character assassinate later that's always not the case but it's also like all these things could simultaneously happen at the same time like it doesn't the end result or the way that they all play out might be slightly different when the MC is obviously not involved in it or like those kind of things but if this event occurs, it should actually probably occur all the time. Yes. Like a good example, again, spoiler alert, like in Cupid Parasite, the way that she acts or whatever Shelby's going through, that's a consistent thing that should always happen and it shouldn't change just because she's with Gil and same vice versa. Like things shouldn't be inadvertently ruined like that. You know what I mean? So Yeah. So for example, in like a fictitious world, if there's four characters and one of these characters, when you play his route, um, he ends up being called to move away for work um, after so many months. If I'm playing a different person's route and it comes to that December, let's say, where that person is supposed to move away, they should still move away in the other person's route. Like, that's how I feel to keep it con- with continuity. But yeah, and we try to do that with all of our games. But yeah, um, so there are plot holes with the general plot. Um, we didn't really plan to... Also, why didn't she have friends? Yeah, that's the that. other big like, thing. No she never has friends. She doesn't get them until, like, the second season and beyond. She gets, like, a couple of friends in college. But she never has any, like, gal pals in high school. And she never has any gal pals. Well, there's sometimes side characters, like, in Takes, for example, where she does get kind of a gal pal. But, but she has, like, no past friends. Because you would think, like, I'm just saying, I would use us as an example. Like, so Kayla, obviously, her, we've gone to school since we were little kids. And then she, I think it was our sophomore year, I think no junior either way like you didn't she went like homeschooled and then like that and it wasn't like you and i just never saw each other gonna never talked it was like okay like i miss my friend and like that's like past you and your other friends you know what i mean like that would have been yeah just we, so we were older we were older though so like i would understand if we had separated at like so however old they were like seven years old i think it would be if it's 10 years later um but i'm at the not scenes- meaning in the sense of childhood friends i mean like just past friends in general like let's say you moved states like yes you moved okay to that's what I'm, I'm saying too yeah because yeah. i was i thought you meant like 
her past friends when she was younger. I was like, but it was just all no. of them. But yes, what we have talked about before too is like when she moved to wherever she moved, she didn't make any friends because she does not talk about them. She doesn't call back to them. She's <laughs> not like, hey, like Amy, I made it to Japan again. Like here's some <laughs> photos, like nothing. Like it's just very weird. She just basically like poofs into the world. <laughs> like it's kind of like Mystic Messenger, how she just like poofs into the world. Like there's no backstory for the MC like to speak of at all yeah it's like a red flag as hell like mm, that seems weird that you don't have any other friends but when i played it um for the first time this is my very first ultimate game i don't know if i mentioned that but it was like literally the very first one and i did not care whatsoever or think about it whatsoever because it's very much wish fulfillment it's very much like self-insert and it's so easy to self-insert into her because they obviously don't show her on the screen much like sometimes in CGs and it's like the tippy top of her head or something. Um, but also like she has no story. Like, so there's nothing for me to not relate to, but there's also nothing really for me to relate to. I just can wish fulfill that I'm in a scenario with these guys, but yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't really plan to rate a numerically rate the plot or something like that. Do you want to, or do you want to just dive into ranking the boys? I wouldn't know what I would give the plot ranking, to be honest. I think we just get into the guys. I think that's just, like, our general thoughts of everything. I will say, as, like, you know, seasons went on, sometimes, like, the plot... I don't know. Yeah, we'll just get into it later. So let's get into the boys. Let's, like, get into it. <laughs> One last thing. Sorry. I just, like, I could talk about this game forever. I keep thinking of, like, things I want to say about it. The ensemble cast is so good. Like, just within the prologue and, like, always, forever, every special... It's, they're just so good. It's a group of friends who've been friends forever. So obviously you would expect that, but they did, they nailed the writing of them. I think the group is so funny. Like I could just watch them go on adventures and MC not even be included and enjoy it because they're literally so much fun together. Um, and also we said that she's her second year of high school. Japan only has three years of high school because there's also three years of middle school. So she would still be 17. Just want to clarify that for anyone that's like, hmm, that seems like she would be younger. But she's like a junior, like almost a senior. Yeah. I also would say Voltage does a really good job other than an even if Tempest. I will forever talk down about that game. But other than you know, Tempest, Voltage does has in my opinion always done a really good job of ensemble cast like that makes the game an enjoyable even when the game itself isn't the greatest um i remember in when we were playing and doing the boy rank for kids by the baddest Twitter, i technically i really did like them as an ensemble cast because they were funny and they played off of each other butler until midnight is such a great ensemble cast with each other oh my god Two days and with my devil great ensemble cast scandal in the spotlight you know what i mean um even be my star cross smith star cross smith has probably the best ensemble cast i've ever seen because they're all supposed to be like beef and like there's so many of them and i love that they're they're just the cutest but yeah even um be my princess be my princess because they're not together you would think because they're in different countries but they have these like royal meetings where they convene and they always have like the funniest dialogue yeah so i really enjoy the ensemble cast i love that they kind of go into it and that they i again what i love is that they never character assassinate any of the other characters just because you're not with them that is just such a qualm i've seen in other otome games where i'm like i don't even see why i would play any other guy now because i've now just been assassinated. that just seems like bad but yeah so now we can get into the boy rank i just wanted to say that <laughs> yeah and also 
<laughs> we like keep adding stuff. Also, anything that we say about this game critical, I just want to say like I think it's a perfect game. I think it's 100% a 10 out of 10. I'm just trying to be as realistic as possible when doing this. Yeah, I'm a still player. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for something relaxing, you're looking to laugh, to smile, to have something play in bed before you fall asleep, this is the best game to do it. It's absolutely perfect in every way to me. I love it so much, but Starting off with this boy rank, we're going to get into the one thing that me and Jan truly dislike about this game. It's the only component. Everybody else is perfect. Do so you just want to go ahead and introduce the canon character of this game, like secondary canon? They're actually the main canons Ichigo, I would say. But I would say he could also have canon trait secondary, and this is going to be Haru. Yes, Haru. So we ranked him um, number five on the list. Haru's route was very like pick me energy i so he reminds me of like the character that's like can do no wrong is very perfect and like has all these great traits and he's just great at everything and he has like one character flaw and it's like not really a flaw it's just something that's stupid and he has no substance to him and so like he has no real problems so haru is um the one with the black hair he's runs his parents flower shop after school he has a little sister so he's like the perfect onichan and he was so boring he has a little bit of a sister complex um we couldn't decide whether and i thought it might have been a little creepy but then the way she described it i was like oh, i guess it could be cute but her name's sai and he just is like very protective over her yeah if you guys have ever watched maid sama and you know kitamura kitamura and i just want to plug this in if you've watched <laughs> maid sama and then you've watched my hero academia kitamura and deku are actually the same person anyway but in the episode where um kitamura wants to basically impress his sister and be the prince and his life that's kind of how i viewed um haru and his sister i think that like he just wants like to make her happy and be like the apple of her eye because she was so like enamored with him as you know sisters tend to be of their older brothers um but yeah so anyway getting to his route so you come back into town and everybody's kind of just like ambushing you and haru is like you know why don't I just show you around? And you're like, yeah, of course, I want to see the flower shop. He has, like, the flower shop. It's cool, whatever. And then he's like, why don't we all just hang out? And he calls you by your last name the most. I don't think, like, even when I think you guys get together, he's like, but so I put Raven in. So I would, he, he's like, Raven, Raven, Raven. I'm like, get over it. Yeah, his that's because I think his personality is, like, super polite and proper. He is, like, the most popular one in school. And, like, all the girls from school come to the flower shop. Oh, they all have fan clubs. So Take, Ichigo, and Haru have a fan club. I think Ryu kind of does. He's older. So Ryu is the oldest one. He gets one in, like, that one part of the route. Yeah, Ryu. Rahito also is pretty popular in his school. But anyway, so Haru um, was like, let's hang out. And then basically the town has a little like drill to prevent if there's like a fire or something. And it's actually kind of a cute scene because like um, Ryu takes it very serious. So he's like I love brushing Ryu. <laughs> the buckets. And um, then you and Haru get, I think, stuck in the shed. I can't remember fully anyway. So then you kind of um, hurt your ankle and he carries um, between Ichigo and Haru. So this starts the love triangle. You can either ask if you want Haru to take you out or Ichigo. Not sure why they would give you a choice like that, but okay, because I chose Ichigo. Every <laughs> single time. 
Anyway, that kind of sparks the the start of the love triangle. Anyway, you're at school and Haru basically is showing you around and the girls are kind of mean to you because you're close to him um, and he's tries to help you out, but he kind of makes it worse. Anyway, you get partnered up with Haru to decide where you're going to go with for the school. I personally think the, their choice was really kind of like out of nowhere. But anyway, you guys decide to go to a farm yeah it's and like a farm area yeah so then this is when you find out haru's one true character flaw and it's that haru can't draw because you have to make the pamphlets and i just want to say japanese schools versus american schools like they really are like put you through the ringer they're like you are you got to be independent and do all this stuff but anyway so then i thought they learned that when they were at that like um Uh, what is it called like a flea market situation that was like when he did it again so she already knew by the time they go so anyway you guys are on your way to go to the um petting zoo farm thing and this is something that happens in a lot of voltage games and i'm not really sure why but you guys to go to see the pigs and then everyone calls you a pig and haru's like oink oink like calls you a pig and that I alone forgot was about like that. enough for me yeah and so then anyway you guys are then on in like arts and crafts times like you're not like there's nothing wrong with arts and crafts but it just seemed really like juvenile i know they're like making like your... daisy chains and stuff which and is like cute the, but it's like we're not in kindergarten the <laughs> daisy the daisy chain oh my god it's actually a really comical moment because it basically um ichigo tells they're they're making the daisy chain like bookmarks or something and like ichigo gets a flower he doesn't know and like shoves it in haru's face and is like what's this flower and he's like i don't know <laughs> and he's like aren't you a flower like don't you're in the flower shop you're useless anyway i love ichigo and anyway one so thing then- i want to side note because that's like a perfect example of it all of the other guys shine really well in haru's route because haru is so plain and boring that everything <laughs> interesting that happens is because of the other guys like we just said Ryu made that other scene interesting. Now Ichigo is kind of making the rest of the route interesting because they do that triangle thing where they pit them against and you can choose who you want to be with Ichigo or Haru in like little brief scenes constantly. Yeah, so in this case, you and Haru make like matching like keychain things together and you're going to put on your phone at all times fine any who's or goes um then you guys are like hanging out and um you're kind of down on yourself about like your career because they're making you do career surveys and like you don't know what you want to do yet which i would just like to say like it was like her first week back and they're like shoving it down her throat like what are you gonna do and it's like calm down so anyway she doesn't really know what she wants to do and then like the flea market comes up and her and haru get into their first argument and this actually when caleb and i when caleb was playing haru's about the first time um her and i like definitely we debated about it like why like the mc was kind of like you know a b or why haru was a b they get like into it into it about like she has no idea because she's been gone for 10 years like who is she to say oh that's why because and i do like now in more mature mindset (laughs) thinking about it she kind of just said like you all have like set careers you're gonna be at the flower shop ichigo has the bakery like what do i have and it's like who are you to say that to somebody because you have no idea what the truth is and they've worked really hard at it that's not you know that's not their fault so haru like lashed out on her and went off on her and so they get into it and she kind of runs away and cries i'm not really like a super fan of her in this moment 
And then they make up and she's still really down about herself. And this scene really pissed me off. And so they asked to like, um, get you out of the house for the day. And Haru's like, let's go hang out. And I chose to go to the beach and we don't go to the beach. <laughs> Same. I was so annoyed. It's like beach or um, arcade. And then you choose beach and he's like, anyways, let's go to the arcade. And I'm like, what? don't give me that choice. Then. <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, so, yeah. Also going back to that previous conflict, I wanted to mention like, I'm, I kind of agree with MC and I think Haru was the asshole in this situation because it's true. Like, it's objectively true. Whether they work hard or not, like, they're going to be given their family's business and she's not going to be given anything. She's literally here by herself. So I understand, like, it's obviously it was uncouth of her to say anything, but I understand the feeling because if I've Is been that in the situation... Though? How can she prove, though, that that was going to happen? Like, that they're going to get it? Like, when you think about Ichigo's, Ringo told him no. I'm saying, like, from her perspective of feeling that way, saying something was a mistake because you truly don't know the realistic situation. But her feeling like, damn, I wish I had that kind of setup. I totally agree with feeling that way. And I just feel like Haru could have said it in a nicer way to her. Like, sure, she was being immature, but I feel like it would it could have been a good moment for him to shine. And instead, he was just kind of a dick. And it kind of, like, turned me off. It's like, you're not going to sympathize with her at all and acknowledge any of your own privilege? Because it's like, I don't know. Like, he could have been like, yeah, like, it, it's a great starting point for us. But X, Y, and Z is, like, the reality of the situation. So you have this wide open road where you can do anything and we're kind of boxed in. And maybe then she would have understood, but there was no maturity from him in that situation and no sympathy for her. I guess then we're still on the opposite side because I wouldn't have had sympathy for her either because who are you to tell me that I have something that you don't know I have? Like, yes, I'm working for my parents now. There's not a guarantee. I agree she shouldn't have said something. I agree with you that she shouldn't have said something, but feeling that way. But you're saying like, well, he should have sympathy for her, but sympathy about like, how is it? Because... She shouldn't have said anything, but the idea is like, well, you should acknowledge the privilege. Like, okay, so I should feel bad for you that my parents gave me something? Like, how is that my fault? Because that's what it came out. That's how it sounds to me. Yeah, but like, that's in like a situation with when anybody just says it. But I feel like if we're in a romantic situation where this is supposed to be my love interest, I would want them to come at me with a little more sympathy in the writing, like to make him seem like a better person. Like, not saying, like, fully logistically, if I'm just talking to, a, like, a rando or something, I'm obviously going to be defensive as well. But in that situation, this is, like, his lifelong friend. And, like, I don't know. It just seems, like, a little harsh, in my opinion. That's just how yeah. I feel. Yeah. But no, I agree valid. she shouldn't have said something. I just think I've definitely been in a situation where I see people get handed things and I don't. And I feel that way. I don't say anything, but it's, like... I wish I could just get handed a retail shop and just get the income off of it for the rest of my life when I was, yeah, like, in real no. estate. I get that. Like, I get why she felt that way. I can get the envy behind it because I felt that way myself. I get... And so that's, that's why, why I think I would have some sympathy because I felt that way. So it's like, yeah. I get why you feel that way because I felt that way too. But listen, it's really not what you think. I don't actually have this yeah. privilege. Or if I do have that privilege of some kind, I really am going to be given something. I'm going to admit to that and be like... I'm lucky. Like, I know what I want to do, and it happened to align with this, and I'm, you know, that's the truth of the situation, but you also yeah. have X, Y, and Z that's ahead of you, and that would have yeah. just been nicer, in my opinion. Yeah, I think how I probably would have reacted would have just been almost, not exactly how, he, no, I probably would have reacted the same way, because I would have just been like, don't tell me what I have, because, and I, I think I would react to it as in the sense of, like, 
I've been on the end of being told like, well, your dad just buys everything. And it's like, you want me to feel bad about that for what purpose? Like, that's not my fault. I can't change that this is what it is. I'm sorry that that happened to you, but don't try to come at me. I think it's if it was said but to I've me. I've seen you react differently in that situation. Like, for example, one of our friends, Damien, has struggled with like figuring out what he wants to do with his life. And both me and Jan know what we want to do with our lives. Yeah. We have a very clear goal and passion. And he's expressed, like, you guys are so lucky that you just know what you want to do. Because I don't. And I just didn't immediately have that instinct like you guys did. And you came out with him, him with a lot of sympathy. And you were like, you're right. Like, we just were lucky. And we found yeah. what we wanted to do. And we found <laughs> each other and had this goal. Um, and yeah. you're going to find it, too. And you had a lot of sympathy for him. And that's how I would want somebody that I'm romantically interested in to react yeah. to. Yeah. I think it would also be the tone, I guess. I think that's really what I, that's where I feel it is her tone was accusatorially, it sounded shitty. Like, you're yeah. mad because you're upset. Like, how Damien was saying is like, I wish I had this. And then how she came at it was like, well, you're just, you have everything handed to you. And that would be the flip. I'd have sympathy if it was like, I wish I had like more of a set path because it seems like you guys do and I don't. And then it, and versus, well, you all have something that I don't like. Oh, okay. What you want me to do about that? Like, that would be, I think, the tone of how it's said. Because I've felt on both ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that I want to spend any more time on Haru. <laughs> but. No. We, no, but Haru is the one that we disagree on. the, Or not disagree on. He just made us annoyed the most. So, like, yeah. this was, like, the most interesting topic that we have to talk about with Haru. Because this is something that you and I have talked about in the past. Like, when we were driving around or whatever. And I was, like, playing it to get through it. Yeah. Because um, that was the only one I hadn't played. But whereas everyone else, it's kind of like, I love this. And then we're, and then you're like, I love that too. And like, that's it. So this is kind of like the most interesting thing. <laughs> so we <Yeah>. have. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, so maybe that happens between the two of them. They go to get past it. They go to the arcade, which was a scene that really pissed me off because they were, I want to go to the beach. But anyway. Like just write a quick beach scene. Like, was it that yeah, hard? Yeah, not that hard. So anyway, they come back. Then you go and find out that um, Haru is into, I think, Taekwondo and you go to watch his match. It's a very important thing that this occurs um, because it's going to play a factor in later. Who makes that scene again is Ryu. Ryu is a comic, just comic relief the whole time. He's like such a good friend, loyal, like let's cheer our best friend on. But do we anyway, do the so, yeah. Star Festival yet? No, this I is coming up because this is where oh. Ichigo plays the biggest point. So the Star Festival is getting talked about now. Like okay. it's supposed to come up. Remember that we're going to remember when we were kids and we used to go and tie like our wishes to this tree, blah, 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 blah. And she kind of has these flashbacks about when her and Haru, like when she got lost and Haru found her, when they made wishes together, blah, 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 blah. But she also remembers Ichigo and how Ichigo was like always looking for her and taking her hand and so my man Ichigo does the slickest shit because he's likes her he's trying to hang out with her all the time unabashedly oh, Sai's brother Sai, Sai has a birthday and Ichigo walks her home and yes, that's like what that's is right. the catalyst to it so he's like the star festival is coming up soon and that's when all the memories come up because um haru doesn't walk her home which is such a stupid dumb move like haru has been walking her home by the way but because the little girlies at school are giving him a hard time about it he's thinking in his head i guess like and if they're if you're gonna sugarcoat it he's thinking like i'm gonna protect her <laughs> from the girls by ignoring her but it's like dumbo no that's not how that works and but, ichigo's <laughs> like since you want to act let's make a scene so ichigo walks you home and then like your memories come up and ichigo's like 
basically telling you that he likes you without actually saying it. And so then you guys are all studying. And my man, my lover, my number one dream, Ichigo, slides her in front of everyone, slides her a little paper, and he's like, psst, read the note. And the note asks her out to go to the Star Festival. And like... it says it's a date. She does. Like, she knows it's a date. And he's like, she agrees to it. Like, she doesn't, she thinks about it. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, I don't want everybody to get offended. But then, like an asshole, she agrees to it. And she's like, okay, I won't tell anybody. So she agrees to go on a secret date. Like, bro. But it's not going to be a secret because everybody in the fest at the <laughs> in the town is going to the Star Festival. Sorry. And so the only one who's, like, messy about it is Richie. Like, Richie knows the oh, tea. Oh, yeah. He, like, calls her out on her bullshit. He's like, so so you try to two-time them? Because she really is. Like, she's thinking in her head, like, well, Ichigo kind of hot, too. Which I was thinking, too. But the whole know. time. The whole route of Haru's route, I wanted to be with Ichigo. But anyway, yeah. So that occurs. And so then so then she, like, goes to the Star Festival. They go on the date. And, like, Ichigo's there for her. And then Haru catches them. So Haru's, like, of course, like, wing, 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 wing. And then she's, like, I want to be with Haru. So they go on this boat thing this boat ride and apparently it's like a bad luck and to go on the boat ride with like the person you like or something and they agree that they like each other and that they like basically want to be together and so they're gonna like be together oh no no no. actually what happens before the boat ride she's at school haru's being like fake fake funky but then for whatever reason there's a molester around gone out in this town I and hate like, when they throw this in. This is a common thing Voltage does. And, that they're like, you know what? Things are getting a little dull. Let's throw in a molester. <laughs> I feel so bad, though, for Joji. Because, like, they're like, come straight home. Like, I don't want anything to happen to you. Like, don't leave without saying anything. And she just does it. She goes by the riverbank. And, like, um, basically, <laughs> basically, like, the molester comes, like, kind of after her. And Haru comes, like, bounding about. But so does Ichigo. He's just, like... Though. Yeah, like, Iji goes, like, a max, like, 20 seconds too late. And yeah. so then Haru saves her, and he's like, I don't want you to be with anybody. And they, like, get really mad at Joji. Do you remember that? And it's, like, so mean. Dude. And Joji's like, I didn't know she left. I didn't want her to leave. I run a business. Like, there's so many, like, contentious fights in Haru between the cast. It's so weird. Like, and NC kind of gets chewed out a lot, too. Like, she gets chewed out for her outburst about, like, the whole what she wants to do thing. And then Joji ends up chewing her out, too, because he got chewed out by them. So he's, like, pissed that she went and did that. so bad for joji all the time when like i think there's like one point where they're joji's like haru and ichigo are gonna jump me (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so yeah so then um she gets saved and like haru's like i realize like i want to be with you i don't want anybody else to be with you so like come to my match tomorrow and like we're gonna be together so and i was thinking when they did this i was like this is a little sus like there's still like quite a few chapters left and they're already just gonna be together hmm but then she like feels bad because she doesn't want to like hurt Ichigo. But I'm like, if you really want to be like, here's what I'm gonna tell you. When I want to be with somebody, I know I'm gonna worry about hurting other people's feelings. Like, listen, this is my man. And like, if you got a problem with it, that's too bad. Cause it's my man. If you're still thinking about Ichigo, it's because you like Ichigo better because he is better. So then she goes to tell, like she takes Ichigo aside. Cause he's like, I, Ichigo confesses to her and says he wants to be with her. And then she like, is like, I need to tell him like, what's good. So she pulls him aside at Haru's match and tells him like, hey, 
I'm going to be with Haru. And she cries because Ichigo's like, yeah, like I saw that coming and like it really hurts because I was in love with you. And like, I'm just going to wait a little bit longer and like hugs her. And she's in tears. Like, what are you in tears for if you don't really want to be with Ichigo? That's so sus. That scene, I thought it got me riled up. I was like, I just want to switch over to Ichigo's route, like right now. So then um, Haru catches them together, which this part, I kind of feel bad for him because it's like, can you imagine a girl you just said, like, I love you, like, we're going to be together. And then she's crying in the arms of another man. Like, dude, that, you know, likes her, too. Yeah. So Haru goes to do his match. But of course, he's distracted. And in being distracted, um, he gets kicked in the face. (laughs) literally karate kicked to the face in the face and then you rush to the hospital and then everyone's like oh my god haru 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 and he's like wakes up everything's good except haru doesn't remember anything about the last three months of you guys being together which of course is devastating this is the whole amnesia plot you're going through day to day and he kind of just treats you indifferently and this part had me thinking the way that he treats her is that he kind of had like no feelings towards her, which means that Haru's feelings for her, like they write it as like, I missed you so much and like I liked you back then. But the way that the amnesia plays out, it's like he didn't care about her like that. It just developed newly, which is totally normal. Like that's a thing that's fine to happen, but it's cheapens everything else. Yeah, and, like, what about that moment with them at the Star Festival when they were little, when they had that promise with each other? Why did he not remember that when he sees her for the first time again in that vulnerable state in the hospital? Because you would think that would have been a cute thing. They, like, don't do that. They could have done it to where the walls were put down because when he meets her in, like, the prologue and, like, how the beginning of his route goes, his walls are definitely up. Um, But him being in the hospital and everyone surrounding him, his walls would have been down. So we could have seen like his true feelings. But it seems as though there were no true feelings because he literally is just like blank face, doesn't really care about her. And again, during the situation, Ichigo now has another opportunity to slide in. And it's like, why doesn't you just go for Ichigo? (laughs) And while she's like going through like this really tough, hard time with Ichigo and like how it hurts her to deal with all of this stuff. He's like very supportive and is like trying to help her get through it and like everything and it's very just clear to me that haru didn't really truly have deep feelings for her but ichigo still does and it's like helping this girl who is he's in love with try to get back the guy and then basically haru like looks at his keychain and is like oh my god like i remember and i don't know it was just very lame cluster ending i think she should have been with ichigo like that would have been i wish there was a third end that i could be with ichigo because as soon as i was done with haru's route i actually immediately went back to go play ichigo's because i'm like ichigo felt like the better more loved love interest i just don't think that haru's was that great so that and they also like bundle it very quickly at that point and ichigo's even still there at the end watching them from across the lake when they like confess and get together and it just kind of like wraps up it was just yeah it was just weird so let me pull up now that you guys know the plot (laughs) and what we're basing it off of let's go ahead and go down the line um for the things that are ranking each guy on so first of all we are going from worst to best so it's going to go all up from here Um, But we're going to be ranking the categories of personality, romance, plot, character development, and the MC, and how she came off in that route, each out of 10 for the total score out of 50, and we'll give you their percentage and their letter grade as well. So for Haru, I guess I'll start off with personality. We gave him a six, which is honestly kind of generous, generous to be real, because I really don't (laughs) like his personality. He doesn't seem to actually have one. He kind of seems like just very polite, very two-dimensional. 
Um, I guess the jealousy streaks in him were a little bit interesting, so he does get some points there. Um, and he was a really sweet kid, like in the flashbacks. I, I liked his personality more there than when he was an adult, to be honest. Um, but what do you have to say? Any added comments on that? I think I like him as like a friend to the group. I think that he adds like comical to things. I think that he tries to be at least a, he's always consistently a good friend. I like that. I think that at least when he, she was getting bullied, he definitely did stick up for her and was like, listen, like that's not right. I'm not going to tolerate this kind of thing. So I think he's like a very good, you know, best friend, but not romantic. And that's why he but definitely he scored off- lower flat yeah definitely so no wanna... like game no bitchless you know it's like that's what it gave me yeah mr bitchless for real so do you want to go ahead and explain the romance one yeah so the romance i think we were still really generous by giving it a five there was i think cute moments so like i think the technically even though i didn't like it i um the making the keychain thing was a cute thing um the I love think, like, triangle is a good romance piece yeah i think that Ichigo. was really good I like the Star Festival itself. I think that was so super duper cute. Um, I liked, you know, the... Um, but the actual romance between them was low. Like It was a very lack... Like, it was just that she was... She was going out kind of sad. She was like, I like him so much. And I think the thing is, is I think you had told me... Like, you were the one who talked me down. I was just like, there was nothing that... Like, she just liked him and I don't get why. And you're like, yeah, well, they're like 17. So that would make sense. <laughs> But you know, that like bothers me. So I'm like, I just don't get it. Like, why would they like each other? And you're like, that's actually a very common, normal thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't get, though, why she would like him over Ichigo. Because it's like yeah. they're both, if it's all just hormones, Ichigo should have won. Like, yeah. 100%. No, I agree. But as far as like um, the romantic situations of holding hands, gazing into each other's eyes, eventually kissing or holding each other, that didn't very much happen. Um, more so happened with Ichigo, even in Haru's route. So that is why it ranks so low. Um, but it has the five points that are there because of the things that we mentioned previously. But going to plot, this is where we scored Haru quite high. We gave him an 8.5. And that's because, yeah. as you can tell, the plot was kind of chaotic. Like, it, it was kind of entertaining just on the fact that there was this love triangle going on. There was a whole amnesia situation. There were, like, all these contentious fights between the cast. So, I think the plot was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. We're on the same. Um, but now, when we get to character development, it's a three because nothing changed. Like, Haru was, like, the boy next door. Super great. Everyone loved him. That's how he ended. So there was no, like, difference. He didn't get some, like, revelation of anything. Like, nothing changed for Haru. He just got his memories back, and that was kind of the end. And the reason why we even gave him three points versus, like, zero, because if there was none, you would think that. But the reason we did give him three points is because he does develop a little tiny, tiny bit in situations. Like, he obviously learns from Ichigo moving in that he needs to be a little bit more forward. And so he does get a little bit more forward. But it all gets kind of wiped away when he gets amnesia anyway. So it kind of makes the the little tiny bit of character development he did have feel completely pointless. So, Yeah. yeah, that's why it's so low <laughs> moving into the mc we gave her a four she just was like always just running away like she i think the love triangle thing like she definitely should have been with ichigo she just kind of was like all over the place was and she I, watching? again yeah i just didn't like that so she's got a four for me and that's kind of it and you know she tried her best but it just wasn't good enough for me sorry yeah that's basically it and so that all adds up to 26.5 out of 50 which is a 53% or a D minus. So pretty much a failing grade at that point. Isn't that enough? 
Ooh, my bad, you guys. Typo. <laughs> it is an F minus. So it is a hundred percent failing. Bam. <laughs> yeah, that's Haru. Um, we're gonna go up from here. We're definitely not. This is not a scathing review. This is our favorite game. Like from yeah. here, it's definitely going up. Moving into. The character that got fourth, which this is one of our top characters. Everyone from here is a top character for us, but this is Rahito. Um, I almost want to have you explain him as well, because I feel like he's like even higher for you personally. Yeah. And then you can definitely do Joji and Ryuzo because they're higher they're for my you high. than me. So Richie. So background about Richie is the MC originally thought Richie was a girl. And she constantly, even though everybody else is like, Richie's a boy, Richie's a boy, Richie's a boy. Constantly is like, no, Rahito, she, 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 whatever. So when she comes back, Richie is this cute little blondie who's definitely flirtatious. He's so cute. I love his sprite. So the private school, so he's the only one that doesn't go to school with you at the high school, and he's a year younger he's than piercings. all of you. Yeah, he's two years younger than Ryuzo, but a year younger than you. And Richie's mom is a pianist. She's a famous pianist, and he plays piano. He's really, really good at it. So you decide that you want to go like see the town with Richie. So you do, and Richie's just so flirtatious and is like, "Why don't we just date?" And I feel like Voltage does this with all the blonde characters. They're either dumb and flirtatious. Or flirtatious and very like sexually like charged like charged lie and Richie's actually a really good mix as he's so flirtatious but cute so you're just like ha ah, cute but you know what I'm saying like if he was like a a nooch uglier you'd be like listen I like though too that he kind of also like he has the confidence and the flirtatious but if you mix it with the energy of Watanuki from Inuax Boku how he's like oh, I'm yes. a delinquent because definitely That's like I Richie. feel like. Richie tries to be a bad boy and like we'll talk about it more in character development but he kind of comes out of it and he really is a sweet kid yes I love when she's like I just can't get over the fact that you're a boy and he's like I've always been a boy like I didn't change that's why he comes on strong is because the first thing she says is like you're not a girl and he's like no am I like he like grabs her and like touches her and I... stuff and he's his of all of them i'll say too even though i love ichigo and i'm a number one ichigo stan his character design is actually my favorite and i love his pouty face saucy i love him i so much. love him i hate his outfits though i'll say that like his out of school outfits. i like his school outfit though i like his also his like three years later when they're in school and he kind of cuts his hair and he's like the little pink outfit that's like a mood for me but oh, after that, that one sauces with like that little dog tag yeah so yeah cute. i love that but anyway so yeah so anyway you are hanging out with richie again and the reason you hang out with richie even though like now you know he's a boy you two were the closest in tandem because you thought he was a girl so it's kind of cute because you're like oh i would take richie everywhere and now he's trying to switch the um, roles which i kind of think is cute because she's like but i'm used to leading you around and now you're leading me around anyway yeah. so you find out that richie plays piano and he has like kind of in a rebellious stage with his mom and she's kind of like super harsh on him about it like and she's mean to mc too yeah, she's a complete bitch. And so she doesn't want him hanging around with his friends. This is what I also love about this route is the ensemble cast because they truly care for Richie's well-being and they don't want him to be tied down to the piano and the MC kind of doesn't get it. And they're like, do you even, you haven't been here this whole time? So don't talk about Richie's passions. And she's like, God, I just thought he like wanted to do this. Anyway, as it progresses, his mom is like kind of trying to isolate Richie from all of them, but he sneaks out. And so then he decides he's going to play the piano for the town parade. And you're like super excited. The guys though were like, I'm not really sure that that's going to happen. But like, because doesn't MC kind of offer it up 
Like they yeah. say they need a musical act, and like it's kind of funny because all the guys, like Joji's like, I can't sing. Like, <laughs> and yeah. then MC's like, but what about Richie? He plays the piano, and he's like so good at yeah. it. And then and she kind of just she goes like, along with them. Yeah, and they like she volunteers everybody else, and they're like, I don't even know why you would do that. So anyway, <laughs> the day comes up, and basically Richie decides to not show up, and casually just very rudely plays it off when he shows up later and he's like hey just didn't decide to go and like let down my friends in my town like and all of the friends are like wow i can't believe like everyone's like kind of pissed at him yeah and he's like oh like i guess i was wrong like oh my god like shame 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 but then he does come around and is like i was really awful for that and then his mom basically like treats him like rapunzel and like locks him away and all this stuff and so He's just wants to get away and never play the piano again. And he, she's like, you should do this because you love it. And I want you to be happy. And he's like, I just want to like, you know, be with you. And they have a lot of cute romance moments where they're just hanging out and talking about how like he lost the drive to do the piano kind of thing because of everything that's going on with his mom. And that what he wants to do is do piano, teach piano, but in an enjoyment kind of thing. And so Reno, my other, one of my favorite side characters of all time, Reno, which is um, Ryu's youngest sister, she's like, oh, I'm going to have like piano at my school. Why don't you do it? And that's where Richie kind of does piano for the first time again. And where he's at the helm of it and controls it with the MC's help. She like arranges everything. He's playing the piano because he feels so help, like, happy to do it and then he decides like i'm gonna confront my mom and that's that and he does with the mc's help and he walks out with her and they go to his like favorite sanctuary which is a church and they basically say like you know what we love each other i love though that everybody else is so pissed off that richie pulls her because they're like everyone can't believe it (laughs) they're like you thought she was a guy like he was a girl and like now like just sneakily he came in like ichigo Ichigo and Haru are the most mad about it. And oh my god, I love in Joji too and everybody else's route. He's like, it's like it kind of ruins it like him in his own route for me. But the, he's like, it's like watching my daughter just get whisked away. And it's like, Joji. Taki always comments on Taki always comments on it, like, you do know you're only like 10 years older than us, right? Like you're not yeah. that much older. Like, stop trying to make yourself seem like a dad. But <laughs> yeah. And I love that church scene too, because it's just really beautiful. It has like the um stained glass windows in the back and they kiss and it's just really romantic. And also we didn't really mention the flashbacks too much, but they're mostly just kind of like him hiding behind her and her standing up for Richie and um, that's kind of what she does in the route as well. Um, and he has like little Pippum stockings, like little. <laughs> he just yeah. looks so cute. <laughs> he, he does look very feminine. I just love though that she's such a support for him and to standing up to his mom because his mom is a biatch and she kind of recognizes. She also basically says like, "You're why?" This is one thing that they kind of do that did not make sense to me. She's like mad because she she wants Richie to not like fall in love and like go off, but like she fell in love and then her. Okay. Kayla just disappeared, guys, so two seconds. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what it do, shorty? Anyway, so, like, Richie's dad basically, like, dipped out on his mom and him. So you would think that she would, like, hate music. That actually, now that, like, it's, like, the wheels are turning in my head, like, <laughs> that would seem to make, actually, a better, stronger plot as to why he would want to play the piano, maybe. It's, yeah. like, his mom barred him from it 
but they didn't. I do like though that he teaches like younger girl, like the younger kids, not girls just specifically, but like he teaches younger kids. That made him sound creepy. <laughs> I know you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, yeah, he um, likes like the preschool teacher element of things because it brings back his passion and he's selecting music that he likes that's going to bring joy to his yeah. audience. He's not selecting the most difficult or nuanced piece specifically to win awards and get recognition like his mom yeah. was doing. And Which is he, kind of what was killing it for him. Yeah, and he decided he actually, oh, and hanging out with the kindergarten class, because he does it multiple times as he's teaching the class and does the recital with them. With Reno's class, he decides he wants to be a teacher, actually, which I think is so cute. Rahito kind of reminds me of Naogi. Naogi? Naogi. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I believe, like, I had just played him when we were kind of talking about what we would do with Naoki. And that yeah. was kind of what got me the idea to say that when we were initially like, maybe he could be a kindergarten A pianist. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Yeah. I just want to also say, we do know how to say our own characters' names. I've seen stuff being said. Okay, this is an intermission for a little rant for you guys before we go on to like ranking him and stuff like that. I have a lot to say. So me and Yang <laughs> decided we would post a video pronouncing the guy's names. And I said it multiple times, like in the description, in an American accent. We have American accent voice actors. So we were pronouncing the names in an American accent. Um, not in an incorrect American accent, but just the way that you would say a Japanese word correctly in an American accent. Kind of like how you say spaghetti in American accent and not an Italian accent just for that one word because that would be at best pretentious and at worst um, <laughs> culturally insensitive. So um, yeah, we had some people say like cringe L, like we hate the way you guys said that. Get a Japanese person to say it because you clearly don't know what you're saying because we said Minoru instead of Minoru and that would have just been weird if we said it in a Japanese accent, because that's not how our voice actors say it. We didn't pronounce yeah. it wrong. Like, we didn't say Kiyosaki instead of Kiyosuke. Like, <laughs> we said it correctly. Yeah. We just said it in an American accent. Thank you for coming to this TED Talk. <laughs> and done. But yes, yeah, so now let's get into the ranking. So I'll start with personality. So we gave him an eight. And the reason why I feel like I decided on the eight, and I think, you know, you can give your comments as well, but I feel like Rahito's had some very, he's younger, so he has just immature moments that like still even kind of towards the end that happened that I just didn't like, like ditching the friends and he didn't truly apologize to the group. He did, but he mostly did it to get back on the MC's good side, not because he, it didn't come across genuine to me. And I think that kind of just was like, eh, and then like, I think the flirtatiousness for me, I'm like, tone it down a notch. Like, we're together, don't do me. Yeah, him talking to the other girls and then, yeah, just not having the drive enough to go ahead and help his friends was the doc for me. But everything else, he's like a very entertaining personality. When he's on the screen, it's a scene just them two. It's totally entertaining enough. Unlike Haru, who needed the support of the ensemble cast so bad or we wouldn't have been able to get through the route. Um, and yeah. moving to romance, we also gave that an eight because um, we thought it was good romance. The scene in the church, like we described, it's very memorable, that kiss scene. They do have a lot of like skinship contact, um, like within the game that you can get those butterflies going if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, but why would you say we didn't give it a 10? I have, well, I guess I can say what I think. I think it was because they weren't together enough because he got locked away. 
Yeah, I would say the same. I think that they didn't have enough time together. So it just felt more like they pushed like the end, like, well, this is this and this and happened when they could have just had more romantic scenes. It was more focused on like kind of getting, you know, Richie to like stand up to his mom and like dealing with all that. So I just felt like the romance could have been better. Yes, agreed. And that kind of goes into plot. I think the plot was kind of just not, when you compare it, I think to like, even Haru's, Haru's too, like Haru's has multiple moving parts. Rahito's, not that it wasn't a huge thing to deal with the parent thing, but when you look at how Ichigo was dealing with like his own parent struggles and sibling struggles, and then Rahito kind of just had this thing with his mom and like the ditching and not having a true passion to something, it's like, okay, but like, I think that there could have just been a couple more added plot to that. I'm not sure what it honestly would have been. I think, again, what we kind of mentioned earlier, maybe the idea of like him not being allowed to play music and him like wanting to so bad would have made the plot, even if that's just the only thing, like so strong because it's so important. To me, to measure up to the other guys, I would think that it it would need um, like a twist or something because all of the other guys have some kind of like a twist like a third act kind of situation like oh my brother's moving in or oh i'm gonna get amnesia like something like as much as we didn't like haro he scored higher than rahito on um plot because as you can just see we spent way longer talking about haru's plot than we did talking about rahito's because it just wasn't there wasn't as much moving parts it wasn't a bad plot so that's why it's not like extremely low but 7.5 Um, And then going to character development, we did actually give him an 8.5. Yeah, I think like being able to stand up to your mom who's like that and dealing with that kind of like Stockholm Syndrome thing. And then I also would say going from thinking someone's a girl to a boy and kind of having to prove the point. And then I, I just think that his development really was solid enough to stand up to his own mom and deciding that whether or not this is what she wants for me I don't care because I'm gonna do what I want and I like that for him and the um learning to be a better friend too to his friends yeah and be a little bit less selfish um because he was kind of and it makes sense that he was a little selfish in the beginning because he had to kind of go from having very low self-confidence when like she thought or yeah she thought he was a girl back then um and Mm -hmm. he was kind of the crybaby of the group to then gaining all this confidence so he had a lot of self-focus that he self-focused work that he was doing and he kind of forgot about his friends um and she kind of helps him go to go to that so he has a lot of character development even from back when he was a kid to now so yeah yeah um i would say this mc so what really docked her down for me was most definitely the way she would just refuse to listen that richie was a boy i know that it's like yeah. meant to be like it's funny but it's like this shtick wears off after a while because it's like we get it like you thought that but like at a point they say something so that started it with me i just didn't like that and that made like it made the flashback scenes weird kind of because it's like everybody else gets these like super cute moments where they like bond and then it's like hers is like a babysitter simulator it's like a little weird and she does this this is kind of a character flaw that she has as an mc overall is just that she tends to not listen when people say something um, and she just kind of bulldozes it with her opinion of something, like kind of what happened in Haru's. And then even here in Rahito's, the p- guys were trying to say, like, 
no, like, you don't understand. He needs to have the freedom to do what he wants. And she's like, well, he's good at it, so he should just pursue it. Like, it takes her a little bit longer to get told something. It's like, when everybody who's grown up around him is telling you something about him, just believe them. Like, that's yeah. it. When, when somebody shows you who they are. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> when everyone around you is saying, this is a man, and you're like, no, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, yeah, so docked it down, and so that basically sums up the total of 39.5 out of 50 points and that gives him a 79% or a C plus so I, yes. I, I personally love Richie I would play Richie pretty much over like if I was playing in terms of like my favorite unbiasedly or biasedly saying not unbiased biasedly saying it would be Ichigo Richie Take Joji Ryuzo and I would never play Haru <laughs> Yeah, and so that what you just described is actually the order in which I played the characters first. Exactly what you just said. So yeah. I think that's the starter appeal for me. I ended up having a really soft spot for um, Joji and Ryu, which we're going to get into right now because Joji is number three on the list. I understand because um, you're going to talk about Joji, but I actually was very, very resistant to playing Joji. Like, this is I'm not into though. the older. I'm not. You say I, that, but I, you are no. You like to no, teach no, no, yourself okay. no. I will say this. I was, I'm very, I was like, anytime she would talk about it, I was like, it ain't for me. Like, stop trying to convince me of that. I'm telling you, it's not that good of a route. It's weird, blah, blah, blah. And then I played him and I was very pleasantly surprised. I was like, dang, like, I'm going to eat my words. That's so insane. Like, I went into it waiting to play hate. And I will say, as I've played more games, like, okay, so... Um, Uchino Pri, the teacher, definitely my type. Like, oh my god. And in Hakuogi Sweet School Life. Whenever I talk about <laughs> teachers, she would be like, ew, ow, disgusting. And then now she's texting me, like, all these characters. <laughs> I'm like, mm. you know who changed my opinion about teachers? Who? Aizawa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love yeah. him. And also, number one, Gojo. Yeah, I mean, he's the best teacher ever. Um, you still need to play freaking, is his name Shu? I don't even remember his name Yeah, anymore, I actually but... still have that route just not played, so I should should probably do that. Get her together. Next podcast, I'm calling it right now, is going to be you and I playing a route of the other person's <laughs> choice. Done. So. Yes. Oh, yeah, because you're going to play Kyohei. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I still haven't played okay. Kyohei in um, Scandal. But anyways, we're still off track in this one, but I knew this was how it's going to be for Dreamy Days. So, Joji. Joji Shikura. He, I hope that's his last name, and I hope I'm not wrong, because it's been a while since I played his, but I played him many, many times. He is the owner of Black Ship. He's a history buff, so Black Ship is kind of themed after history things, and it's kind of a cute little thing because Take also is kind of into history. So Take and Joji kind of have a cute bond, and somewhere in the route, I can't remember specifically where, um, Joji actually gets a little bit jealous of Take because he's like, mm -hmm. oh, he's more age appropriate for her. I think it's like towards the end because at yeah. first Joji's not giving MC the time of day. He's like respectable. He's like, I've been called to be her guardian. You know, I'm just going to do that. But, you know, they're living right across from each other and there's like a tiny hall between them. So things are happening pretty much right away. Like when she goes up there um, and knocks on his door, she, he's like shirtless. Like that's like the first CG I think you get of him and he's like fixing his hair or something. And I remember yeah. you texted me when it got to that part and you were like, damn, they're just getting right into it in this route. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's kind of a slower burn. Um, after that, she's kind of just helping out working in the restaurant, serving customers. She helps come up with like a new dish 
I believe, kind of early on for him because he's looking for something that he can make with the ingredients that he already has for other dishes, and she comes up with something, so that was kind of a cute thing. Um, all of the guys are kind of disappointed that she seems to be so interested in Joji pretty much right away because she is. <laughs> the first, the thing that he does to comfort her because she's like, you know, nerves going back to a new school and everything is he always makes her a mug of hot cocoa. And this was kind of, I guess, scandalous, but he does put alcohol in it. I think like pretty much right away. I believe you texted me about this too. And she's like, I don't know about this route, but she turned around. But yeah, he's... He's drinking something, and so he gives her a little bit. It's nothing crazy, and then he puts her to bed or whatever. It's nothing. Yeah, he puts her to bed. <laughs> Sorry. Not like that. Like, not like that. But anyways, I think the next, like, story beat that happens is the flood. They're having a typhoon, mm-hmm. and everyone's freaking out, and Joji ends up having to leave because he's, like, on the little committee for the town, and so he's going to do his part, and every single guy calls her in her room and I thought it was so cute like each guy like Ichigo like are you okay I think Ichigo was the first one because he loves her yeah because he's always Uh, the first one (laughs) he is like the actual canon we'll get to him last you already know it's last but he starts getting really scared because the power actually goes out in the apartment and she's Mm -hmm. kind of hiding in her room and freaking out and he finally gets home he comes and like hugs her he's all wet from like the storm and it's like a cute moment but then as she's kind of just living with him and going to school you start to see this woman come into the shop named akari she comes in and like kind of talks to joji and whatever and then the boys i believe in the ensemble cast i don't remember which one specifically say oh isn't that his fiance and you're like yeah his fiance <laughs> like what do you mean so disappointed about it and i believe you talked to joji about it one afternoon and he's like oh it's not like that or whatever um and you kind of believe him but you don't know and then one day at school um, a black car pulls up that looks really fancy and it's a kari and she's like come in the car And you're like, okay. And Ichigo's like, don't go in the car. Like, are you kidding me? And she's like, I'm going to do it. And you're like, okay. So she just gets in the car with a stranger. And obviously Ichigo like rushes to black shit to tell Joji what's going on. I could just see him like bounding. Like, dude, do you know what's going on? He probably tried to get the car and it was too fast. So he's like, all right, skirt. He's so cute and a good person. Yeah, so cute. All the boys shine because, like, you could just see how protective they are of her in this route specifically, especially because they don't really recognize her as having a love interest because they don't really think it could be Joji at first and then till the end. Yeah. But I honestly think, though, that they have a group chat about her, about how stupid she can be. Yeah, they definitely do. <laughs> they 100% do. So this part is where it gets a little fuzzy for me. Maybe you recall because you played it more recently, but I believe when she meets with Akari, Akari either A tells her to stay away from Joji. Yeah, that's what it is. She never says she's gonna marry Joji. She just says like, listen, I think it would be best if you let Joji go. And she's just like, why? And she doesn't really understand why. Um, And it turns out it's because Joji is actually from a very prominent family, um, like a huge financial conglomerate. And his like dad or grandfather is pa- is about to pass away and they need him to like stop working in a cafe life and like get his shit together suit up and like come help the family and they ask Akari and they think the reason he's st- being held back and like blowing off his father's car which is which is why Akari even came to the cafe in the first place it was not because she was supposed to be his fiance or whatever it was because she was trying to convince him to like help out his family because she's like from a rich family too 
And so MC is misunderstanding all of this though. She's saying like, you don't want me around him because you're jealous and like you want him for yourself. Like that's how MC takes it. And she's like, and you're a much better choice for him. So I should probably just leave. And then this also gets fuzzy. Like, I don't know the timeline of things. I know how it ends up and things towards the end, but this middle part, I'm like kind of foggy on to be real. I, there is like the reason why they're upset too, in a sense, because his brother comes and like confronts it too. And he says, yep. no, and they blame you. The MC is because he agrees to all this and is like a pen pal with your mom, which is what you'd said it earlier. And that's like, they kind of associate the two together, but they're not like really listening to Joji's wants and you're upset because Joji's been lying to you about it. Um, also in the flashbacks, it's kind of important too, is that like Joji, like, cause he's 10 years older than you, like you'd always call him JJ. JJ and stuff. So you don't know that that's JJ. So it's like a kind of important thing, I guess. Future Kayla here popping in because that is really important to note timeline wise too and why she feels so strongly about Joji. So I forgot to mention that just like all of the other boys, she also does get flashbacks with JJ, aka Joji. When she first comes to town, unlike the other boys, she doesn't remember that she had a past relationship with Joji as a kid, but by chapter two, it gets triggered. So pretty early on, we start to see the flashbacks and it's him um, as JJ around middle school age when she's in elementary with all the other boys. And he also frequents the octopus park. He liked to cook even back then. So he does make um, sandwiches for her. And that's what triggers the memory actually. So in chapter two, he makes her the same sandwich that he made as JJ back in the day. So she recognizes him and then the flashbacks all come through and she remembers that JJ was actually her first crush when she was a kid. And from then on, she just starts seeing um, Joji differently and starts getting really frustrated that he doesn't see her that way. She starts asking her friends weird questions like Takeshi, for example. Well, Ryu's little sister Reno has a crush on um, Takeshi and there's times throughout the route where little things happen in basically all of the guy's stories with between Reno and Takeshi. So MC is like, well, how would you see Reno? Like, could you see yourself falling for her when she's older? And he's like, um, no, I don't know. So that's another layer. And then here I do kind of get into JJ's connection to MC's parents. So I'll let that roll. Yeah, and he's kind of an asshole, to be honest, when he's a kid. He's like a little <laughs> shit because... I'll come to find out he did like Akari back when he was supposed to be a, her fiance. Their families wanted them together and she wasn't in love with him. She liked somebody else the whole time and he was really sad and down and depressed about it. Um, but MC kind of cheers him up because she's like this little kid and is like, I want your sandwich. And like he ends up making her yeah. the sandwich. And then her, her mom um, has Joji come in to the house and like talks to him about like the situation he's going through and they become pen pals. Yeah. Doesn't the MC like link that as that like that was his past hurt love and that's what really triggers her to like run away because she's like he could yeah. be with her and he still loves her you know so yeah so no matter what they say to her about her akari having somebody else it doesn't get through to mc so as you see again this like no matter how many times people tell her something she doesn't believe it until she gets some grand gesture basically but yeah so that's the other thing it's like i kind of made it seem different than it is and you pointed it out like the reason that everyone thinks that Joji is being held back is because he's in care of her like she's like he's basically taking care of her since she's 17 and in the house going to high school and she has one more year left so he doesn't want to leave and uproot her life and have her move somewhere else 
not because they're in a relationship because they are absolutely not at this point mc just has like a secret crush on him secret admirer super in love with him and he is not really giving her much to be very honest also a key moment happens where she kind of tries to say how she feels to joji and he blows her off i would have simply passed away And she was like, you know what? After basically everyone saying I'm holding him back and he doesn't even like me, what am I doing here? I'm just causing problems, so I clearly need to leave. What she does is she decides I'm going to write a note for all of my friends because, you know, I'm leaving. And I rekindled. This is my favorite part of this round. I rekindled with everybody and like they've all been so good to me. She writes a heartfelt note to each and every person. She's like, Ichigo, like, thank you for always protecting me. Like, Rahito, like, you're the best. Like, all these cute notes to everybody. And then for Joji, instead of writing him a note, she simply puts the recipe for the menu item that she's been making since the beginning. Because he was wanting to add that new menu item and she'd kind of been the one doing it. He never made it. She only did it. So she's like, oh, he needs the recipe. And that was supposed to think this is supposed to be cute and it's not. Like, can you imagine? All of the guys came in and they're like, oh my God, did you get the letter? And Joji's like, no, I got the recipe. I would, I know they clowned for days. They were like, wow. Wasn't there, like, did we make this up in our head or isn't there a scene where everyone's like, my letter says X, Y, Z. No, and jo- we made, oh. we made that. <laughs> Are you sure there's not at least one scene? And they're like, did you get a letter? Oh, oh no, yeah, Joji- there is. He says it. He says it. He's like, they came in like flaunting their letters. And yes, you and Joji I made up tells the a story. group text scenario of how it went down. <laughs> 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 yes, that's what it is. Joji just basically tells her secondhand. But anyways, she flees to London. So then that's where we get the idea that perhaps she had been living in London that entire time. We meet her parents for the first time, who I don't believe appear on screen. Um, but they're extremely like lovey-dovey and it makes her just annoyed because they're doing this and her love did not work out at all and she's like heartbroken. Then all of a sudden one day they have a guest at yeah. the cottage. And the guest is obviously Joji. They obviously the mom's been friends with her the dad is like this is who's been taking care of our daughter this like extremely attractive elegant man like what are you talking about (laughs) and then the mom's like oh dear like it's fine i knew this would happen like as if she planned it so this was another contention point we were talking about because we're like so is the true ending joji because the mom sends her off to japan in his care on purpose but i just don't think they wrote it out i don't think that that was necessarily a a big gotcha moment but yeah um, at that point, Joji comes back. He says, like, he wants to be with her. He says, I was already in town for a friend's wedding, and that friend was Akari. She got married to the person that she loves, like I've been freaking telling you. And MC's like, oh, so you, you're not in love with Akari? And he's like, no. If I say it one more time. He's like, when I was in middle school, yes, but not now. Like, not now. I would kind of be annoyed if I'd be like, so is the only reason why you came was because you were going to a wedding? Like, would there have never been another reason to come and get me? Yeah, the writers did it out of plot. They clearly just wanted to be able to throw in that thing about Akari so that she could really get it driven home. But yeah, and logistically, like in real life, I would be like, oh, so that's why you came, not to get me. I would have ruined it the whole moment there. Like, okay, so like you didn't come here to be with me. You went here because Akari got married. And you had to watch the love of your... She says that. Remember, she's like, that must have been so hard to watch, like, the love of your life get married. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like 10. <laughs> I know. He's like, if you don't shut up. <laughs> but anyways, the, the final <laughs> scene like Michael, is... Michael, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> the final scene is she. he sneaks into her bedroom at her parents' house. 
<laughs> and they're in their pajamas, and he kisses her on the head and says, <laughs> like, the fact that her mom, like, not her mom, I could see her mom seems scandalous, but her dad was just like, now nah, that's cool. You grown ass man could stay at our house. Like, well, at first he had a problem with it. The dad was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, our daughter's 17. And the mom was like, oh, dear, you remember us back then. Like, it's fine. He's like, but and he's we're like, the same age. <laughs> I know. He's like, um, okay. Like, he just kind of gets poo pooed <laughs> off. Um, but yeah, he basically Joji alludes to the fact that even though that he wants to do more with her, he's just going to kiss her on the head and that's going to be it because they want to keep it PG. But that's the end of his route. I thought it was cute. Um, it surprised <laughs> you. Yeah, it did surprise me. I will say the reason why, and I think like specifically seeking, like it's her going after them if it's like reverse i think it's weird like i don't like it that way so i would not be like if it was the opposite where he was like heavily pursuant to her i would probably be like no same if he was kind of like one of those that's like high school girls high school (laughs) girls like i would be like absolutely not like i like the fact that he's hard to get that's why i liked his route so much i think when i first played it i was like how is this gonna happen and then i love the fact that he like ignored her and treated her like a kid because it made her just like oh i'm an adult i love you like notice me senpai i just love that whole theme of it but getting into the ranking for him Personality, we gave a 7.5. So Joji has basically a, no true personality traits. Like I couldn't, like he's a history buff. I think that was super cool. I like that he was pursuing, like, I want to run my own cafe and I'm going to do this on my own because I want to. And I like that. But outside of that, he doesn't really have much of like a true personality. He's really nice. And like, he's like a kind caretaker of kind of. There could have been like, obviously in the other seasons of stuff that there's more development of it, but I just didn't feel that in his ride. I felt like, kind of was the same throughout and that was just what it was yeah and it was kind of one of those situations where he's already living his dream and his passion to have this cafe so you're not Mm -hmm. getting as much like development or dynamics to his personality and you're not seeing him discover himself so there was really no need for them to put it in there i see um but that did make his personality come across a little bit unknown so yeah that's why that's a 7.5 then we have romance which we also gave a 7.5 because as we said MC is basically having it all in her head. She's pursuing him in her head, kind of, and trying, but it's not really working out. There were some really sweet moments. Like, I love when he comes back from, like, the typhoon situation. I like, like, when she first sees him and he's shirtless. It's, like, kind of a heart-thumping the way that they wrote it. Um, And the end when he kisses her head. But, you know, there's just that barrier there because of the age that they can't fully get as romantic as, for example, it was in Rijitos. Yeah. Um, but we did both agree that the plot was a 9.5. I think the whole plot, like him, you know, hiding away from his family, him dealing with the Akari thing, the plot twist of like, are they together? Are they not? The brother situation, him flying out to go see, like, and kind of get her back. Like there were so many moving parts to that. that So I liked a lot of that in totality. He kind of reminds me of like, in a sense, like a small piece of it. Cause he runs a shop as manager for Maidsama. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I was also surprised to learn that he had, like, a rich family. And you could just, all of a sudden, all this depth came through from that. Because it was, like, the way he's portrayed in every other route is just, like, very carefree. And that that is who he wants to be. But he has these, these, like, shackles from his family that that made it very interesting from the the get-go. Then for character development, we did give a 7.5. Because while he does 
develop in a sense that he realizes he needs to help his family a little bit. He ends up deciding to help them on the weekends and kind of finds a happy medium but it's kind of done in the background. MC doesn't really push him to get there. Akari kind of more so does, and his brother. So it wasn't a focal point of the route, his character development. Yeah, I think they do, instead of showing it, they just tell it. So it just was not the most helpful, in my opinion, either. So yeah. Yeah. And then for the MC. We gave her an eight. I think her brightness, I think leaving the country and dropping out of school over a man seems a little extreme, <laughs> but like... Yeah, that's um, where you dock the two points. But. I also didn't like that she left him a recipe. I don't know why that really pissed me off. Like, girl, if you... Like, I get in a sense, like, where she was like, I like you, and he kind of dismissed her feelings, and so like that, but, but like the best you could come up with and how you felt about him was like, this is the recipe that we shared together, so we'll always have like our memories kind of thing. I would have been mad. I'd have thrown that shit away. Like, <laughs> And it like embarrassed him with all the guys, which was so funny. <laughs> but I did like the MC because the reason why she is an eight still and not like even lower based on the way we're describing it as bad, but she, um, she's has the courage to pursue him in the first place which is huge yeah she is able to match his pace when it comes to conversation and even co more complex topics she's able to get in there and then the fact that she even had the confidence to try and say something to him even though like it was kind of one-sided at first i just felt like it was mature and she came across more relatable even to an older reader since we're not 17 obviously i still felt like i could resonate with her and i thought that that's a good sign of an MC. So 40 out of 50, just 0.5 above Rahito. Like they're both great characters, obviously. Joji's route got a B minus. Getting into Ryuzo, he is Himbo King. Absolutely love him. Um, he's also perceived to be a delinquent, but he's obviously not. He just kind of dresses like one and looks rough. So that's kind of the first impression that you get. Um, so basically he works at the vegetable shop and he's selling fresh veggies all of the time. And his mother goes to the hospital because she gets in like a motorcycle accident. So, and he has a big family. It's like him and his dad who mainly run the vegetable shop. And then he has three other siblings. And so they, they're having trouble like keeping it together because although Ryu is like knows about vegetables, he's not a good cook and neither is the father and all the all the kids are like complaining about their cooking. So MC, when they find out that she can cook because she's like helping out at Joji's restaurant a little bit, I believe in the beginning, like she's like there to make the meals and like work in the shop with him. She basically like lives with him at, at a point. I think she technically lives with Joji, but she's always over there helping the kids. And she develops like a, a nice bond with each of the kids, which I think is really sweet. Like Reno, for example, uh, I, I switched between calling her Rhino and Reno because this was my first one. So I didn't actually know much Japanese when I first played it. So I read it as Rhino. I believe it would be Reno though, um, based on what I know now. Um, but she <laughs> loves Take and it's the cutest thing because he's like so stone-faced and she's just like in love with him and then the middle kid I forget his name he loves Sai which is Haru's little sister and that's adorable and Haru obviously hates that because he's like super protective of Sai and then the older sister um, she doesn't like have a character that she likes or anything but she just is kind of struggling with certain things and really looks up to MC so they have yeah. a cute relationship too um, but MC is giving them all advice on different things and cooking for everybody 
and she kind of has struggles to get necessarily close with Ryu because he does kind of put a wall up. He's a little, it's kind of him being a little dense, to be honest. He runs with that bicycle gang though. And so like when she goes after him, he doesn't want her to be around because then it'll bring her image down. That's true. Cause like he has like an image around town of that. And that kind of ends up changing. When news reporters capture him like selling vegetables at the shop and he's really hamming it up and selling the vegetables. And all of the girls at school see him on TV and change their opinion of him and think he's so cool and they want to buy tons of vegetables. So they're all going and buying up all the vegetables and they're actually throwing them away because they didn't need them. They just wanted to like impress Ryu. When Ryu finds that out, he ends up like chewing them out and saying wasting food is not good. And like they all stop coming around, but that's like a little bit of a plop. Hey guys, Kayla from the future here. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to overdub this part because I completely confused the main story plot of Ryu with the epilogue and the remainder of the time I say that the main plot of the main story is about this new grocery store coming in across the street and this whole rivalry and none of that is in the main story. So what actually happens is piggybacking off of this section which I say is only a little bit of the plot this is more so the main plot. So during that time frame when Ryu's super busy with the vegetables and those girls are all coming and throwing away the vegetables and all of that stuff, two things happen. For one, um, MC helps out because the store is busier and a guy catches notice of her while she's helping out at the store and starts stalking her. This happens pretty early on and he appears almost every chapter at one gathering or another because he's been stalking her and all the guys are aware of this. They try to make sure she's never um, walking home alone or anything like that. The second thing that happens is because the girls see Ryu with MC, they begin to bully her at school more heavily. So originally in the beginning, um, Ryu already was kind of keeping her at his arm's length because he ran with the biker gang and he didn't want her to get a bad reputation because the principal of the school is always all over his case. But he moves past that, obviously with the whole thing with his mom and MC always being around. This time, now that he's become a heartthrob and she's getting bullied, he really doesn't want anything to do with her um, because he doesn't want to give her a bad image or contribute to a bad school life for her. So MC makes him lunch and continues to and tries to give it to him every day, but he's just like, no, I don't want your lunch. And Taka ends up eating it for her to make her feel better. But then one day when she's going to bring um, something else for you to just try and get back into his life somehow, one of Ryu's sisters finds MC on the way in the street and says that Ryu is sick and that they need help with cooking because of that. So she goes and helps them out and Ryu comes out of the room to try and cook something because he thinks that it's going to be his responsibility since he's basically barred MC from coming to the house at all. And he catches her cooking and tries to yell at her to get out, but the kids kind of help and say, like you make disgusting food and she's just trying to help and also MC is like you need to rely on me sometimes I'm not gonna go away even if you don't want me around I don't care and she pushes her way into his room and feeds him some porridge and we get a cute moment between them where he kind of reveals that he doesn't like to rely on other people and he doesn't like to cause problems for other people but MC convinces him that everyone wants him to rely on them more 
because he's always been the leader of the group and always done a lot for them. He's resting up and MC continues to take care of him at the house and her and the younger sister, well, it's I guess it's the older of the sisters, but it's still younger than Ryu, the junior high age sister and MC go to the hot springs together. As soon as they leave the hot springs, that stalker appears again and tries to make a move on MC, but Ryu stops him and comes just in time and then ends up walking MC home. When they get to Black Ship, there's a cute scene where he dries her hair for her like he used to when they were kids. And from there, MC and Ryu finally start having more romantic scenes and kind of getting closer to one another. Though unfortunately, one night, MC ends up walking down the street by herself at some point and one of the guys wasn't available to walk her for whatever reason. And that's when the stalker strikes. He finds her. He mentions that he was watching through the window when Ryu was drying her hair. So that's extra layer of creepy. He gets her into this forest area and tries to rape her with a knife. That's when Ryu shows up and stops him, but they get into this scuffle where he punches the attempted rapist, and the attempted rapist ends up fleeing and getting to a police station and trying to say that Ryu was the one who came up and tried to steal his wallet and attack him. MC tries to clear everything up, but the police aren't really listening. That's when Rihito comes in and says that he has photos and to believe MC's story. He also pretends he's just a passerby, so it looks like he doesn't have bias, and that ends up working. Here's a short clip of us talking about that. And Richie fakes and lies and says he has, like, evidence that he doesn't actually have. It's yeah, actually the most it, random plot point. It came out of nowhere, because it's, like, all <laughs> scary, because they're like, is he the rapist, like, pointing at Ryu, because, like, he looks <laughs> like a you imagine? <laughs> and she's like, you're no, and this. she's like... And the police is like, shut up, Ryu, like, we're talking to her. And then um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, um, Rahito comes in and he's like, hmm, I have evidence. And like, the whole, like, he didn't even, ha- like, when they leave, she's like, wow, I can't believe you captured the whole thing. And he's like, I didn't. I just made that up. I love them for that, though. He's like, nah, I was lying. If they would have caught me, I would have been screwed. Like, and it just, like, goes away. It just so happens that after this point, the principal ended up getting word that Ryu punched somebody and was taken into the police station. It was gossip around the school, and he's going to try and expel Ryu. MC steps up and tells the true story for him, even though Ryu tries to just take it for what it is and after that moment you can sense that Ryu is really starting to like MC. There's a flashback to when they were younger and they shared their first kiss. There ends up being a scene that kind of mimics that in um, present day where there's thunder going on and rain. Ryu attempts to confess but then he ends up setting up a date where they go on a motorcycle ride and they have a picnic back in that old treehouse again and there he actually confesses in a very clumsy but cute way and that is how the main story season one ends all of the stuff about him wanting to own the supermarket and go to business school in order to do so happens in the epilogue so if you hear me mention that when we're talking about the ranking that's why just ignore it but yeah it's true that they do drop that plot point by season two Okay, back to the episode. I have to mention this, it's not going to affect the score because we're only talking about first season, but Ryu's second season, they completely drop everything that they did, they make him a hundred times dumber, and they make him decide that he wants to be a teacher. 
Like out of nowhere. What? Why do you want to be a teacher, sir? Your whole entire passion. Like he, they completely dropped the vegetable shop. Who runs the vegetable know. shop? Just his dad, I guess. Like that's <laughs> it. But I loved his first season. Everything after that is kind of garbage and not worth your time. But the oh. first season is totally worth it. And just so you can like fall in love with him. And then when you're playing specials, you'll enjoy him more because you played it. But let's yeah. get into our ranking for him. Do you want to start with personality? Yeah, so personality. So Ryu's actually also a Virgo, so it really hurts when they make him like 100% dumb later. <laughs> but I, I like that he was really true to himself and that he was like all about the vegetable shop, that he called out those girls for throwing it out, that he didn't want like basically fake fans. Like he was like, no, this is not right. I like that he wanted to take care of his family and that I think that he did genuinely like care about the MC's reputation and didn't want to drag her down and was it's a very loyal friend because there was like the neighborhood watch when the creeper was out and he like called her and was like so serious about it I think what took it down was just that like I don't know he's kind of sometimes stiff in a way we scored him the highest so far on the list for personality I believe I think the highest before this was an eight with Rihito so we gave him a pretty high score so there wasn't like much shock just like 1.5 yeah. points because it was a little bit there was sometimes, and then like it's not affecting this, but I do want to stress like I think they must have gotten a different writer for the second season because the more we just talked about it right now, I think he does actually suit a Virgo in the first season because he's not actually dumb. He just is dense when it comes to romance and he cares about his family and he's focused on those things, which mm -hmm. is, I believe, Virgo traits. But when it came to the second season, they took that denseness, they didn't take into account the other qualities, and the writer just went completely off of that. Like, he doesn't know words anymore in the second season. It's very, very Yeah, like, they just took one thing. So I just can't imagine, like, him and Daichi being, like, in the same room. Right. Like, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So then what was next on the... It's... Um, romance. Personal romance. Went for 7.5. Um... I think I personally wanted a little higher, but you were like 7.5. You had a good reasoning though for it. I think that there were like the flashbacks were great, but there was just not romantic moments. He was so focused on like, it was the plot that was the heavier part about saving the shop, being there for the kids. That's and true. like, there was more romance between Reno and Take than there was between her and him. And like in her mind, she liked him and was making them the lunches, but he just wasn't in pursuit of that. That wasn't his They kind of saved it all for the end. Like, yeah. So the end was so cute. That's why I initially was thinking of it higher because I have like really fond memories of his ending and like the confession scene. I thought it was like one of the cutest in the game, but that's all you're getting. It's, it's not getting sprinkled throughout, like even as compared to Joji, like even then they had more sprinkled out. Whereas yeah. with Ryu, it's really just all at the end. So then going to plot, we gave him a 10 for plot because there was really nothing we can think of to dock it. Like I said, it's only that they drop it for season two that I would say is a negative, but we're not letting that affect it as a standalone plot. I think they killed it. Like every aspect was good. Yeah, I agree. For character development, we scored it an eight. I think that, you know, Ryu realizing that he needs to have more from life and what he wants. I like that he decided for himself to like, I need to also relax and know that everything doesn't have to fall on my shoulders. I can depend on others. I really liked that for him. I think that was like the only thing though that was a development. I think there are huge points. That's why he got an eat. Um, but outside of that, there wasn't need for much of a character development. Yeah. Um, and for MC, we gave her a 10 for this because she genuinely never does something annoying or wrong in this route. She 
genuinely is a huge support to Ryu. She cares about him and encourages him in every way. She's not overly pushy either. And she makes these really like long lasting bonds with his entire family, which is, I believe, very important for a Virgo romance. Like your family mm -hmm. is everything. So it's um, important for her to have done that. And she nails it like she really cares about all of the characters in his route and makes a true effort to make sure that they get their best ending too. So that's a 44 out of 50 and 88% or a B plus. Now we're going to Take, which is one of Jan's personal favorites. So I will- He's one of my favorites. Yeah, so I'm gonna go a little bit quicker because we're getting we're getting a little hefty on the hefty <laughs> of the time. But yeah, so Take. Take is the gray-haired one. He's really quiet. I love his little like niches. He's super into his he's into history, but he's also really into ninjas. That's his whole thing. He's been into it since they were kids. He likes to play ninjas and all his flashbacks talk about them playing ninja and making mud balls to be ninjas. And so when you come back into town, he's just reading his um shonen like jump and stuff so he's into that and he's kind of like indifferent towards her he's like whatever it's like no quiet. big deal can yeah, you mention because... too his child sprite like just for a second he has a bowl cut with like a little alfalfa <laughs> and it's so insane um anyway so he the bath doesn't work in your house so you have to actually go to an actual bathhouse and the closest one is Take's and so then you didn't bring any money and so Take's like okay well if you work here you can use the bath for free and she's like I guess and so I like that between them so she starts working at the bathhouse to like earn money to take baths and she doesn't have a job which they don't ever address the bath thing like later it's just like eventually whatever so his grandma's around and she's like really into hula and stuff and so she's the sweetest character i love her yeah so then Taki's like i think i'm gonna join the track team again and so you like meet this girl who seems like very obsessed with Take and you kind of feel like some type of way about it and so then she convinces you though to join as a track manager and so you're like yeah i guess like i'll do that like to keep an eye on them doesn't um, it start with um him helping reuse little brother because he wasn't on the track team at first and it like inspires him they decide like oh why don't we like start this thing where we like help people do stuff and so like basically um reuse little brother who likes sai wants to like get her and like land her and stuff so he they're like oh well the best way to do that is to become like a fast runner and he agrees <laughs> and so then Taki is like i haven't done track in like a really long time and so he helps the little brother and through doing that which is so cute because like Sai like loves it and like MC and Taki like help and they kind of get closer through that and are at the bathhouse they have like a bath scene where like um they like clean the bath together and like spritz water so each other but then after Taki like helps the brother he realizes that he misses track and so he's like you really helped me inspire me to like want to do it again and there's like a little character trait that I like about Taki that's so funny is that he's actually gets motion sickness anyway that'll come up later so then he's like deciding to go and start training for track again the reason why he quit too is actually a really cute reason it's not cute but like it's kind of heartfelt so his parents are working really hard and then his grandma isn't able to do the bathhouse so he felt it's like his obligation to work at the bathhouse um but so now that mc's there it's yeah he can go back to doing track so he's like i'm gonna start doing this and like really i'm pursuing it and then um before the MC actually joins and does the manager dream because she kind of gets like all jelly, her, the grandma's like wonder, like employs them and is like, 
I just want to find my like long lost love. So like if you guys could do that, that'd be great. And so they actually do like Ichigo says he's reluctant, but joins in and like they do pursue it pretty heavily to try to find him. And then they can't at first. And then they find out that he's like in this neighboring city. I can't remember what city it's in. They like literally look for every person with that surname like in the area. Yeah. Their little coalition to be do-gooders is so cute that they all make. Yeah. And they go on this overnight trip to go to this thing and like um, to go find him and they kind of find some good leads. And so then at night, her and Take slip out of the hotel together because like there was too much trust in my opinion. Like Joji doesn't go with them, like nothing. She's going to stay with four boys in an overnight trip. If that is not the beginning of a Pornhub title, I don't know what is. So, so then her and yeah, That happens again in like quite a few specials. Her and him go out at night together and they kind of explore the city and get these keychains together. And I think this is like one of the most romantic things that happened in the game, other than like one thing that happens in Ichigo's. But like, I think that's so cute. Like they snuck off together. They like keep it a secret and don't tell anybody. And like they end up reporting to the grandma, like we didn't find anything. And she's like, I wasn't really expecting you to, but like, thanks for trying. So anyway, there's this big marathon that's coming on and like the winner gets to be on TV. And so Taki's like, this is a good chance to basically like go on TV and try to find this guy, like my grandma's first love. So they're like, yeah, train, train, train. Well, like the MC is like always with Joji preparing like these really good nutritious meals for Take since she can't see him all the time. And then he gets like somehow a weird idea because of Joji saying something really stupid so that she likes, she actually likes Joji and not Take. And then he sees them together and gets really jealous and is like, straight up like well, if you want to be with him like i guess i support it and she's like what that's like, so that's funny because so then joji said it's the reverse like joji yeah. gets jealous of take that's cute i think that's kind of a cute little note because they're like the closest friends joji yeah and so he comes in like third place or something but still gets to talk on the tv and then he decides like i want to be a professional runner and so that's what i'm going to pursue which i really like think is cute then like they confront each other and he she's he's like well if you want to be with joji like i'm not going to stop you and she's like stop being so complacent with the idea that i would be with somebody else like i obviously want to be with you and then he's like okay like i obviously want to be with you too and then he get, like gets over his fear for swan boats right but he gets sick because he gets the motion sickness but then he's like i'm willing to su- suffer if that means i can be with you and so like they're like together and then that's kind of basically the route and it's like really super duper cute so yeah, it's super duper cute. And you guys will probably notice like how much, how well paced that was compared to the others. Like, I think they do a really good job of like slipping in romance and plot, romance and plot, like very nicely. So yeah. when it comes to the ranking, we gave his personality a nine. Yeah. He's like Strong, quiet and solid. laid back, but I think like, so sometimes it wouldn't be like everybody's cup of tea, but it was definitely mine. Yeah, he still has a lot of good character traits, and they gave him a lot of details that they don't give other characters. Like, he has a sprite where he actually holds the shonen jump because he's really into that. Being into the ninjas and the history of things and the way he chats it up with Joji, they just do a little a little bit extra for him, and I think it really paid off. Um, romance, we gave a 10 because, as we described, as like there's many romantic moments. The bathhouse scene is one of my favorite there's like actually a cg where she's like he's spraying her and then it's so cute because ryu actually finds them when this is going on and is like gets so embarrassed he's like oh my god i didn't know it was like that and it's like he runs away but it's it's just so cute um and then plot 
10. Like, you heard the plot. It was perfect. 10. Um, character development. We did a 7.5 because he doesn't necessarily develop that much. No, he's the same. Like, basically, like, his development is deciding to not feel pressure to not be, like, a track superstar. Um, and, like, the motion sickness thing at best. But, like, he basically wasn't on the track team, then joined the track team. Like, that's kind of it. Like, he doesn't do, like something so spectacularly like 365 changes his personality yeah but he still has enough good enough like 7.5 was what we where we landed for that and then um the mc we gave a nine because the way she helps him out and everything is great the only thing that we docked was like for that situation with that other um track manager that once again she has to be told over and over and over that that girl does and talk i have nothing going on and they actually end up becoming friends the girl and her so yeah. Um, yeah, it's 45.5 out of 50, a 91%, or an A-, and now we get to the best part of the video where we talk about our man's Ichigo, and yeah. I want you probably to explain the plot because you're just more cohesive with that. Yes, so Ichigo, who's the best, so she, Ichigo is a tsundere, like a classic soon. love him, so she comes back into town, he just like starts like insulting her, but everyone is just ganging up on him like, oh, you still love her, like, that's why he's so mean to you, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because there's a scene in every other person's flashbacks where Ichigo clearly loves her. Yeah, he's like in love with her in every route. As she like learns now, Ichigo is like the popular one in the school. He's like the delinquent. All the girls like him. He's kind of also really against like the town. He's like, this town just is dumpy. Like, I don't care about all this stuff. And it really bothers everybody else about it because they're like, you should have pride in your town and like whatever. So anyway, he decides like to show her to the cake shop and makes her work but she gets really impressed watching him work because she's like struggling and he comes in with his little bandani and he's like boop i'm a boss pronounces like, all the french bakery words like perfectly yeah. it's all the little shop moms are like oh my god ichigo they love him yeah so he basically ropes her into working for the shop and she's like what and he's like i mean yeah you're gonna just work for the shop you don't have a choice because i want to go have fun and do things on my own but ringo which is ichigo's dad's name he's like no that's not how it works like yeah she's gonna work here too but like you're definitely gonna still work here as well and he's like oh, they that's also so don't awful. pay her they just give her cake <laughs> like, which i thought was crazy and ichigo is like here's your cake pig like since you're fat like yeah. this will be your payment so then the first night it's like the first or second night the her floor cave is in and so she can't get in and out of her room so she needs to basically like joji's like we're gonna have to figure out where else you can stay and i don't think you can stay with ryu and his sisters because they're already like kind of at capacity but maybe that's the best option but as she's like almost about to like fall into the floor guess who her knight in shining armor is like that came running to come get her is Ichigo. Ichigo. So Ichigo goes and like saves her and like carries her down and he's like uh like well Togo doesn't live here anymore so you can just like stay with me I guess and it's so cute because like yeah so she Togo's doesn't even the older brother. Any- yeah she doesn't even think twice so she goes to stay they call her auntie but it's Ichigo's mom is like so excited that she's gonna have a daughter around. So Ichigo at first tells her like, oh, like don't tell anybody about this shit, but then ends up telling most people. He's like, I know. I mean, yeah, like she's staying with me, but like nobody needs to know that. He's like, I so don't anyway, want to be seen with you, but also I'm gonna like walk you to school and walk you home. <laughs> like, yeah. So then they go to like school, and he's like, I think baking is lame and it's not cool. And then he makes like this incredible sponge cake, and it's like, if you hate it so badly, like what's tea? So then like she's just like, oh, like you could be so great at these things, and then. 
um there's like a town flea market that happens and ichigo is like i'm so super duper against it and i'm just gonna ditch so you're gonna work for the show like you're gonna work in my place and i'm gonna go play video games with everybody else and so then haru is like basically like ichigo is just so hard on this town and like it I don't get why and so she finds him at the park later and kind of scolds him and is like you're just such a douchebag about this and he's like you don't think I know that already like god and like they kind of <laughs> get into it and then he's just like I'm gonna try so before also isn't there like a little seedling that starts where there's like one of the principals really freaking hates Ichigo and it's during that time when like he makes that fantastic sponge cake, sponge cake at school somehow like something happens where like he ends up covering for MC and like the principal like scolds Ichigo and like it happens again and again throughout the route. Yeah, because they're like late or something and so he's like, oh my god, like it's not even a big deal, whatever. So like that he kind of takes up for her and it plays off later. So anyway, um basically like Ichigo and Ringo keep getting into it and like his mom Ichigo's mom is like, I just want them to get along and like I don't understand. And so it's because they're the just, same way though like Ringo is just very much like Ichigo yeah so he never says Ichigo does anything right so Ichigo shows her how to make like macarons like the little hamburgy ones and so he's like watch I'm gonna show you like he's gonna say yours are good because you said you made them but as soon as he knows it's me like it's a wrap and that's exactly what happens and then like they're just like hanging out all the time and like always like bickering but like cutesy and they like hang out at the park and like he goes like, do you remember like our promise? But she doesn't. And so he's like, well, you need to remember, like keeps reminding her. So they hang out at like the octopus park. They're doing like the baking stuff together. Also then, they like, live together. And like, sometimes he'll like sneak into her room and like talk to her about whatever. Like yeah. it's cute. It's really cute and, guys. And then Joji basically is like, oh, your room might be done soon. And he's like, you don't have to go home. Like you could just stay with us. It's fine. It's like, it's so okay. <laughs> so, so then like in between as like things are somewhat improving with him and his dad and he's like working in the shop and then she's like oh why are you working in the shop if you don't want to do it and he's like because you're gonna make us go bankrupt and then like um he's always feeding her the cake himself like he puts he's like oh like you have just these cute cute moments cute, of like feeding moments. each other all this stuff so then plot and doesn't the in. principal catches them one time doing something cutesy like that and like like to suspend yeah. him or something yeah he's like threatening to but like Ichigo's like nothing's going on and then he's like don't worry I'll protect you like no matter what so then he's like getting close with her and they're like joking witty banter and kind of like box everybody else out and they're like yeah this seems like right up their alley so then <laughs> like Ichigo almost seems like he's about to like kind of confess to her and then his brother comes home Togo literally this was like this threw like this blew my mind I was like we're taking a left turn when this happened yeah, so Togo is basically like the prized fave brother and like is always leaving, gets to do whatever he wants, got to have all the freedom while Ichigo had to shoulder the burden of like possibly taking over the, the shop because Ringo holds that over him, like all this stuff and like never helps out and just like leaves. So Togo, everybody calls him like basically a flake and they know he's going to be a flake. But then he's like, I'm here to stay. I'm going to help run the shop, dad. And like, and um, MC's Dumbo ass believes him because even yeah. though everybody's saying he's a flake, he's a flake, he's a flake. She's just like, he doesn't seem like a flake. He seems so nice. And so Ichigo's like not about the shit. So he kind of goes back to his like bad boy, like delinquent ways. Like, I'm just going to dish his shit because like everybody's always on Togo's side, which you, I kind of understand. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah, so I feel then, it. Togo's like, 
oh my god toko's so great toko's so great and so then finally like toko does what he always does and is like i'm finna ditch like i'm gonna leave and i'm not gonna even say anything really like i'm just gonna get the out of here and what's worse is mc has convinced ichigo finally after a long time that maybe togo's not so bad and now ichigo, ichigo can kind of do what he wants to do and togo's really seems to be stepping up this time and ichigo finally is like well okay like he likes mc and he like believes her and then this happens yeah he wants to improve his relationship with his brother so then like togo tells her in his room like in her room or something and is like just like he's like Shh, don't tell anyone and she's like what like you can't just drop a bomb on me like that so she tries to like she asks togo to meet up with her at black ship again and is like trying things like she can convince him she's like okay like fine i can't convince you but like this really did hurt ichigo and like you have to understand all the pressure on him so like at the very least like you need to tell them like what's good and he's like I don't need to tell him anything. And she's like, dude, you're dumb. Like, oh my God. So she's like, kind of goes off on him, but then she also feels bad for Ichigo. So when she, this is happening, Togo clearly crosses the line and like takes her hand. He's like, you're just so cute. Like maybe she would be with me, but right as that happens, guess who walks through black ship? Ichigo. <laughs> yeah, so Ichigo catches them and is like, I, he was like so hurt feelings so he's like really mad at her like mad at mc and togo and he's like plays his shit off and is like doesn't talk to her like avoids her and then the principal catches them again and she's like ichigo talk to me like i just want to know what's going on like you don't understand and then um the principal's like are you two really dating like there's been like moments like seeing you guys leave the same place together and she's like before she can defend herself she goes like i just want you to know a shit going on between the two of us she can kick rocks because i don't like her why would i be with a gross girl like her and she's like okay a simple fuck off would have sufficed even though all the previous interactions president <laughs> or president principal has had with them it's like he clearly likes her all of a sudden yeah. he's like no she's stanky <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so hard because mc's already so heartbroken oh i felt so bad yeah so then she like confronts him and she's like you don't have to do that he's like i didn't do that for you i really don't like you like you want to be with togo so that's good like be with togo and she's like excuse me like what are you talking about he's like you're a liar and i saw you two together and she's like i didn't even lie like i don't know i've but she doesn't want to tell on togo which is like kind of the flaw which that happens because so it's she like i would have snitched him. i would have snitched immediately <laughs> So then, like, she moves back in with Joji, and, like, Ichigo doesn't even tell her goodbye. And she's, like, miserable. Like, doesn't want to hang around everybody. Like, just so sad all the time. And, like, the guys get mad at Ichigo, and they're like, stop being mean to her. And he's like, I'm not being mean to her. I just don't like her. <laughs> they're like, that's being mean. And yeah, so they're then, like, they know he's lying, too, because they know he loves yeah, her Yeah, so they all tell her. But I can understand why she doesn't take it at face value, because he's, like, being so profusely mean yeah. to her. This is one time where she's right. Yeah, so then she remembers the flashback of that they were supposed to see the... F oh, no, no, no. They actually already agreed that they were going to go see the fire, like the meteor shower together. And yeah, so the then shower. she still hasn't remembered that they did this as a kid, but she's like, I'm so glad they were going to see it. So then it's the night of the meteor shower. And so she goes out on her own, but Joji's like, I think it's going to rain. I don't know if you know that. And she's like, I can't not go. So she goes to the octopus park where they were the last time when they had their first kiss. Because it started raining, so she has to stop there, and she can go into the octopus slide to, like, kind of duck and cover. Yeah, so then she's, like, in tears, just, like, crying her eyes out, because she's like, I just lost, like, the love of my life, and then... Fucking raining. Who, 
Who comes into the octopus park with an umbrella is, of course, Ichigo. Ichigo. And Ichigo's like, I talked to Togo and he was telling me I was a total idiot. Like, he was just leaving and I caught you at the wrong moment. And she's like, yeah, you really are an idiot. He's like, you're a bigger idiot for not remembering, like, all of those years ago when we first, like, had the meteor shower. And she's like, I remember now. And, like, I just want to be with you. And then the rain stops. They go out and the meteor shower starts. And they, of course, kiss and say that they love each other and that they're going to be together. And it's just the cutest route ever. It's so cute. Like, come on. Like, you heard what we just said. It's the best route. And how we ranked him is we gave him an 8.5 for personality because although we really like Tsundere personality, he does go a bit far calling her like a pig and dusty and stuff throughout the route. Yeah, so I don't think you have of, to go that far. And he is kind of like really mean about his town and like wants to be the cool boy. He does develop obviously, but yeah, the personality is what docked it a little bit, but everything else was great. Romance was a 10 because mm-hmm. as you freaking heard, it was a 10. Plot was a 10 because as you heard, it was a 10. Um, and then character development, we gave a 9.5 um, because though it took a little too long for him to figure certain things out, which is why we didn't give it a perfect 10. But he really does develop and come around. And I think. Yeah, I love the relationship development between him and his dad because it plays such a significant part throughout the character, the game. And I loved that. I love how supportive, like, that he tries to be like even though he misreads the situation with togo he felt that togo was the better person for her and so he yeah. was willing to self-sacrifice and that made me like just like brings a tear to my eye. like that's so sweet to be like i'm in love with you but i if i think you're in love with my brother and i think my brother's the better person i'm gonna let you be with him like come on and he does that and that's like when you realize he does that in every other route because he yeah. knows that mc loves this other guy so he just has to like grin and support it and yeah. the way he feels about her always, it's just like, ugh, I just yeah. love him. Because me, I would um, ruin everybody's relationship. I'd be like, you're not happy. You're not going to be like happy. Like, if you can't have her, <laughs> no one can. Um, then for MC, we gave her a 10 because she really stays mature. Even when Ichigo isn't, she doesn't fall back mature and punch yeah. down with him. She is an example for him. And yeah, yeah she works really well. So yeah. that gives him a 48 out of 50, which is a 96%, a freaking plus, perfect, definitely play his route. Yeah. It's like so good, especially if you like Sundares, if you like anything we talked about. I really think even though like if you haven't played this and you didn't think you would, so you decided to watch the whole thing, like, and you're spoiled on the plot, you could still enjoy it because I've played it over yeah. and over. I still enjoy I love it. The game. Um, but before we sign off, it is like midnight where we are now. Um, I just want to briefly talk about the fact that they have so many amazing specials and after stories in the app. Yeah. Um, which is a part of why we love it. Um, for me personally, I wrote down like a few that I really liked. Steamy Days and Hot Springs was really interesting because they all go to a hot springs together and it ends up being like a mystery. Um, Christmas in Finland is cute. I also love a ski trip to remember. That's cute. Lovesick Valentine's is one of my favorite. And West Tokyo is for lovers if you're looking for recommendations. One that was interesting, but I didn't necessarily love that we both got was Mission Protect Her Heart, where they work for a gaming company all that of a sudden. That was so randomly bad. That was so random. Like, they go random with it. Um, but did you want to mention any specials or after stories you really particularly liked? Yeah, I don't remember the names of them. I know one was like the time that they had their first drink together. I actually really liked it. Um, it was just like the different experience and like that was super cute. There is one, it's Ichigo centric, but basically, um, so Ichigo does not go to t- college like the rest of them. He goes to France and is pursuing 
basically um, his patissier and like all of that. And it's like basically in between that time. And I thought it was so sweet because of how they made the long distance work. And then yeah, like the too. friends visit him. And then like when they come back together and how it's this like great reunion that they love with each other. Um, I like this one where they do a bridal magazine together. I thought that was just so cute. It was so romance oh, yeah. cute. Yeah, I forgot about that um, one. Yeah. They did this crossover, and so I had never played at that point when I got the special. It was like Kiss by the Baddest Bitter, but it's on Ichigo. So Ichigo is getting you back from the um, from the bitters, and it's just like so like. What? That's cool. I, I liked that. it. Um, the other, this other one I liked. It was it gave me the very heavily inspired for Yo's currently Yo's um, Valentine's Day special. Is that they go on a show basically like the lover's game kind of thing and like that's where i got it from um so oh, okay. yeah so that's if you put like if you ever play it and you'll definitely read like and then know what yo's is currently be like damn yon <laughs> that's like <laughs> where i was heavily inspired for that if um, you play snow kiss romance in its current state you'll definitely see a lot of influence from dreamy days in west tokyo because it was like one of it was my first and it was one of her first games um otome games and we took a lot of inspiration from it obviously nothing's copied but it's just you can see the vibes like yeah. that were inspired we definitely wanted to give off that same vibe of comfort and just like wish fulfillment and just a nice story it's not it has great plot in a sense it like i think it has a great plot but it doesn't have an overwhelming scary plot yeah i think it's one of the games that you could play that have it's very com- it completed really well i think that it's a very good intro game for if you've never played otome it's a good game to just pick up on the fly you don't need to be so worried about it. following the plot you can pretty much catch it at any time so if you play like season two like you're not completely lost you would kind of not understand certain things but whatever i think that it's just a good game overall i think yes the plot holes but i think it's one of those games that you can completely ignore the plot holes and still very much enjoy the game it's not built on the plot holes so it's, it's okay that they're yeah. yeah this one is definitely more i think too when i think of like Otome, it's so romance heavy in a lot of things and i think sometimes people think romance means like dates 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 no like there's so much good romance and love feeling from it that you don't need to have i think some of the other things that games offer they're just not overly sexual and i don't i don't personally want that from this it would be so weird if they decided to i believe season two is like when they usually have that their scene but it's like it's actually their scenes of how they do it is actually really romantic and love like it's a loving feeling that you get so if you're wanting to feel the love and the vibes and the warm romance this is definitely the game to do that in yes and that's a really good thing to point out because i know a lot of people when you say like plot to romance balance sometimes people equate romance to like sexual stuff and that's not what we mean it's really just like the writers do an excellent job of making your heart race and making you feel like oh and like gripping like that kind of romance yeah i think this just even the special they really just go and give you so much um it heavily i think and you can obviously if you feel the same it helps it heavily inspired me writing even to this day like when i think of specials i think of how kind of dreamy days does a lot of them and it's inspired thoughts of ones i want to do and things and ones that we plan i'm like i like just this the ensemble cast and things this game gave me such a precedence of things i want to do for future games so i think this game is such an inspiration even till now and i'm probably going to go to sleep now playing it again and again and again i, I, I just love the game so yeah i was the so branding's glad. adorable i'm so glad that i found that game because it's literally what brought me here today i would not be here doing this podcast if this game didn't exist so yes that is super duper true so 
on that, we will just sign off. Yes, I'm glad we finally got to do this, this one. <laughs> I know that you can see why it took us so long because you do need time to dedicate to making this because this was like two hours. I might cut it down a little because I think we like paused a couple times, but it's probably yeah. going to be close to two hours no matter how you slice it because we have a lot of good info. But yeah, that's it for us. Um, catch out for the next one where we're, we're going to be playing games that the other recommended and giving yes. our thoughts on that. Yes, and one last time, if you've gotten to this far of the video, I hope you have. If you've watched it this far, definitely check out our Ko-Fi. We definitely want to bring more games to you guys. We have so many more ideas. It's just so hard because we work full time and we pay for everything out of wrap. And not saying that other people can't, but we want to give everybody just the games that we have coming, all of the specials we have coming. So definitely, if you can support our Ko-Fi, if you can support, if you don't have the ability to, no problem. But definitely like, subscribe to our videos. And, you know, if you can always like and retweet our tweets, that would be super duper awesome. We have so much more new stuff coming. So yeah, until I guess yes. next time. And if you somehow are still here, leave a coffee emoji in the comments so we know you somehow watched this entire thing. But yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye. Want more Latte and Foam? Check out youtube.com forward slash at Latte and Foam. That's L-A-T-T-E-A-N-D-F-O-A-M for more videos featuring Kayla and Yana discussing Otome, anime, manga, and more. And don't forget to check out our latest Otome game, My Love For You Is Evermore. Search Evermore on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store to enjoy.